Hey everyone and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse. I am Peter and I'm joined, as always, by Matt. It's game time. Carter's also here. Yes, yes I am. <laughs> hey, I give you as enthusiastic as, a, as an introduction as I expect to get a response. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I was yeah. wrong. Do you know, yeah, you know whose birthday it is today? Whose? It's Star Wars birthday. Ah. Yeah. yeah. Is it actually? Do you, yeah. do you know what else it is? What was that? It's the third birthday of DC's uh, Rebirth. Oh, look at that. Today. Far more relevant. Yeah. But I, well, uh, I, mean, yeah. I mean, it's not as important because, I mean, yeah, one's three years and, and, and one's much one's more. 42. Yeah. But, you know, sure. Diminishing returns. It's only more important though when it's a ten. Maybe a five. Yeah, diminishing well. returns. Uh, rebirth three years later. <laughs> uh, there might be some news about this. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk. We'll, we've got things to talk about. Uh, we talk about DC Comics on this show, uh, and we'll, this week we'll be talking about Detective Comics one thousand four, Action Comics one thousand eleven, Wonder Woman seventy one, The Flash seventy one, Batgirl thirty five, Justice League Darkest issue eleven, The Terrific sixteen, The Silence of seventeen, Dial H for Hero number three, and Freedom Fighters number six. Woo! Hey, I read like all but I think two or three of those. I read all but two. There's two of those that I don't read. What one that I want to read? I'm just behind it. It's hard to catch up. And then another one that I dropped. But uh, yeah, I but, read some. You, Connor read some. <laughs> Connor, I read books. <laughs> I I read what I could fit in after I got home from work. <laughs> Uh, Got a red books. Uh, so that's what we're talking about. And that's actually a minus one because uh, heroes get pu- heroes and crisis get pushed to next week. Yeah. So so we'll talk about that next week, which yeah. is it's probably good given how many is on this list. So not not a lot of books out, but the ones that are are quite they're, meaty. They're hefty and meaty. Yeah, I'm sure we'll yeah. we'll probably spend a good like hour on Doomsday Clock alone next week, and then well, I mean even if it was four pages, we'd find a way to do that. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Page one. I, that... I know there's. It's got the panel that that Gary Frank's been teasing for about yeah. four goddamn months. Is in the next one. Here's um, here's the what I want to give credit to to Johns and Frank about is there's there's big there's been gaps between these issues, but I still remember what happened in the last one. It's it's memorable. Versus some is, other yeah. books that I was just like, oh yeah, this, this was happened. two weeks ago, and I'm like, yeah. Wait, what happened? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. you know. Yep, so that's what we're going to do. Episode 156 of Comics from the Multiverse, and we'll be talking about those books. We do have some news, though. We actually have some pretty meaty news this week that had kind of some controversy that then mm-hmm. felt less controversial by the end of it, although there's still speculation we, we to should, be had. Uh, but, we should take them on an emotional journey as we went through. But before we get to that, we do have sales figures to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> We're kicking right, off get on a beat. with sales figures for the month of April 2019. Everyone's favourite time. Everyone's oh, favourite time of the month. <laughs> number one was a Marvel book because they like to overship the number ones uh, and take that number one slot. It's actually War, a really obvious one. What would you like? War of the Realms, realms isn't it? It's War of the yeah. Realms, yeah. War of the Realms issue yeah, one. Yeah. To be uh, fair, that's probably not even a case of overshipping. It's just big event number one. Uh-huh. Um, maybe I don't know. One hundred eighty-seven thousand to me feels like there's some variant strategizing going on there. Probably I a mean, little bit, but not like they're used to Marvel. It's well, they've done like, worse. You know. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying this yeah. is up there with the worst of I, them, but I would still have expected that to comfortably be number one anyway. Yeah. Well, 
that depends. Okay, if you if you don't agree with me, there's some some dodgy like you know game in the system going to get to 180. Because I, I agree it would be a hundred thousand at least. I don't think it necessarily would be 187,000. Number two, though, you're going to agree that Marvel's gaming the system with this one because number two is Symbiote Spider-Man with 165,000. Yeah, there's uh, some dodginess there. Yeah, that one I'll give you. I don't care that Spider-Man's in the title. Symbiote Spider-Man, number one at 165,000. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. And then probably a more genuine one, although this one's still hurts me personally uh batman who laughs is number three with 103,000 copies <sighs> i know people i know, I know. matt you me. buy it as well stop giving them shit yeah but mine's if i wasn't doing the show i wouldn't there's a difference <laughs> like a lot of them i don't think a lot of them are hate, hate reading it as i am you know yes yes like, I, I could see probably that probably not uh number four does make me kind of happy though immortal hulk number 16 with ninety thousand. That's like yeah, higher, that, that's, that's getting a fifth printing uh, soon. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 getting higher than usual for Hulk, right? Like, Mortal Hulk hasn't well, been this high the whole time. At, no, but at this point, the word of mouth has spread because I know I've recommended it to a couple people. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so yeah. by sixteen, you would think now people can be caught up, especially in the digital age. If only, yeah, but if only issues. that happened to all books that were good and had good word of mouth. Yeah, yeah, because it doesn't. This is. Probably a little bit of overshipping on Marvel's part um, mm. as well, um, but you know it is going back for a fifth print in like a year after the, mm. the issue came out. So I mean, clearly there is interest there. Yeah, numbers yeah. F- five and six are Batman uh, sixty nine, sixty eight in that order. So sixty nine actually outsold sixty eight oh, a little bit. Too low, too low for DC. <laughs> eighty eight thousand and eighty seven thousand respectively. Uh, number seven was Thanos, number one, with 81,000. Number eight was Heroes in Crisis, number eight, with 79,000. Number nine is Web of Venom, Cult of Carnage, issue one. <laughs> oh, man, even the parentheticals of parentheticals. With 77,000. Uh, number 10 was Amazing Spider-Man, number 20, with 76,000. And notably, number... See, that, that one's probably genuine. Yeah, that one feels genuine. Number 11, notably, was Amazing Spider-Man 19, with 74,000. So, um, was 20 the first... Uh... No, it couldn't have been, was it? But the first uh, hunted. No, that was like issue. seventeen or eighteen, I think. Odd. Oh, oh, last oh. issue was twenty-one, and that was like the fourth issue, maybe of it. Is it just because twenty is like a a semi-landmark number? Is that why it's up a couple of thousand? I think it's not as landmark as twenty-five. So. I agree. I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out why why it's up a couple of thousand. Yeah. Is, is it a very? Is it like one variant that was just really nice that they, they ordered a Possibly, bunch more copies yeah. of? It? Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's only two thousand, so it could be that. It could be totally that. Yeah. Uh, War of the Realms number two, I think, is worth mentioning at number twelve with seventy thousand. Nice. And notably, that... that's the same month as War of the Realms one, which means they ordered mm-hmm. the copies of those at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I, I would have always expected. That. I'd, I'd always expect over a hundred thousand comfortably for the first yeah. issue of an event. Where. Humans are trained monkeys. Like, we see a number one, we want to buy more of it. Right? <laughs> yeah. Even though sometimes the two, because they tend to orderless. I, I remember this even going back to Origin in the early 2000s, is that number two held so much more value because shops ordered less of it. Right? Because they didn't know at the time if yeah. one was going to be a hit. So Yeah, it's because you know. they order a lot for one because they expect a lot of people to try oh. it and then go, actually, do you know what? I'm good. I don't need the second yeah. one. 
Although, if you had War of the Realms, I don't know how you could do that, because... Yeah. You'd be a fool. God. Makes me want to listen to Viking Metal on a loop. I love it. Yeah, I like it. I don't like it as much as you two, though. Yeah, well, <laughs> clearly. Yeah. Um, Read me more Frost Giants. God, that moment was so good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so that is uh, that, yeah. So uh, in Detective Comics one thousand one, one thousand two, uh, sixty six and sixty one thousand respectively, at uh, thirteen and fourteen, and then both Justice League issues at fifteen and sixteen, uh, fifty six and fifty five thousand respectively, um, and then a bunch of Marvel stuff. Uh, I know Matt likes to know where Superman is. Uh, Superman issue ten is at number twenty three with forty eight thousand, and then okay. Action Comics is at number thirty with forty two thousand. I was going to say 29. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. I know. Uh, unfortunately, beating Action Comics 1010 was Major X issue 1 at number 28 with 43,000. People are trained monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait till uh, they see it as well, Matt. <clears throat> yeah, they see, they see X in the title, and they're like, oh, look at this. That said, I've had many people recommend Mr. and Mrs. X. Hmm. That's actually so. quite good. Annoyingly, yeah. So. yeah. And notably, Detective Comics one thousand actually charted at twenty six with forty five thousand for April. Mm-hmm. So uh, enough reprints were sold. <laughs> yeah, seems yeah. like it. So yeah, it's quite impressive. Worth noting. Um, yeah, then the Flash books at number thirty seven and number forty. Uh, with 38 and 37,000 respectively. I'm just kind of looking for notable DC books at this point. Young Justice mm-hmm. at 52 with 31,000. Um, ah. Number 52, yes. Very good. Yes, yes. That's excited. And then from there... You know, I wonder if DC's upset does. with Bendis because his books aren't selling like they should. They're not selling crazy numbers, are they? I mean, they're, they're consistent and they're good numbers, but they're not mm-hmm. crazy by any means... That said, he's writing like three, four books. I don't know any other writer that's doing that right now. No, no, across the board, they're probably time. pulling in enough total. But um, yeah, like I genuinely do think I'm surprised that the that his Superman in action aren't selling more with his name. Yeah, on. yeah, yeah. Let's give it to this week when there's a big event that's tied in. Yeah, that might, that might help. Yeah, you know. Yeah, mate. I wonder if it's just that Bendis doesn't have the same cred with DC fans that he did with Marvel, and that's why the that's true. Possible, yeah. the, the attachment is is but, solid, but not quite I, what it was. I've known so many people that were just they're just Bendis fans that jumped to some of them are reading Superman for the first time because of it. So you know, maybe other people are just like Connor, were like Ugh, Bendis, and they dropped. But, yeah, could be. Uh, I agree. Those I, 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 I genuinely would have expected a bit higher, and I wonder if DC is a little bit disappointed in that. Yeah, I wonder if they're going to, you know, take him off the books. And... Well, here's the thing. I doubt it because he's still selling better than everything that isn't Detective, Justice League, or Batman. Yeah. Or, or, or events. Like, that, those are the only things selling better yeah, than Superman in action. Everything else is underneath them. So... Yeah. And by, yeah. by a considerable margin, like, most books underneath them are under 30,000 copies. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I said, by, they're by no means selling badly. I'm just surprised they're not higher. They're both below 50,000, right? Yeah, but I guess the point I'm making is, though, is that, like, why take them off and put them on, like, what else, to, I mean, what, yeah. what else would do better? Like, I don't... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who else can you... I'm being snarky, Pete. Yeah. That's fine, Matt. You can be snarky. I'm, I'm sneeding... I'm seeding breadcrumbs. You're seeding breadcrumbs for something else. As a, as a giant hammer. Yes. Uh, uh, hello? 
What a subtlety. Asking for a friend. Well, you could take the little one. Huh? You've seen the movie, Matt. You can get that reference. I know. But again, I don't get subtlety, Pete. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. All right. Well, that's more or less the sales figures. Uh, we can we can move on to the, the interesting news of the week. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the real news. The real news. Sales figures are news. You shot your face. <laughs> so, yeah, so earlier this week, uh, rumors were, were, were leaking out. Which, which we take with a grain of salt because the first place that usually prints this or sends us out, we don't necessarily trust or hold with any great reverence yeah so. but sadly they're often right about the yeah. things they're leaking so you have to kind of pay they're, attention they're often right in a way that they're, they're usually yeah. never a hundred percent right sure, usually, yeah. there's, there's usually caveats oh. well i, I actually i have a i have a caveat actually with how this was originally reported mm-hmm. uh based mm-hmm. on where, where what we know now when the rest of this the actual yeah. news was officially released but the rumors were that tom king and this was the word that was used was fired from batman um, and he was going to be ending issue 85, which did turn to be true, that technically he yeah. is ending on the main book, issue 85, and he's not leaving DC, he's still under contract there, he's going to be working on new projects at DC, and, but this is going to be wrapping up, and it's, you know, and, you know, people were speculating, this is because it's just dropped below the 100,000 mark, it's now only consistently doing about 80-something thousand per issue, is it this, is still, it that? Still, still five and six, though, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, other speculation because um you know king's been saying recently that the final 15 mm-hmm. issues of, of his run were going to change batman for a generation mm-hmm. um whatever he's had planned was so big that he's had to go to you know the the big bosses at like you know at&t and go hey yeah. can i can i do this uh, yeah and as far yeah. as we know he did get permission though right like, he did yes yeah. uh, or else he wouldn't have i mean th- this is how i did it remember tom taylor constantly teasing deceased mm-hmm. and then he's like it's going to come out on this day and then it kept getting delayed like the news because we assumed that he had to get permission so i would think that king wouldn't have been foolhardy enough to say all of this yeah no i agree first obtaining the permission I, I i think i think whatever he was doing is still happening yeah uh technically uh how much of an impact that it'll actually have in batman comics yeah. afterwards is, is up to just whatever dc are going to do but like he does seem to get permission from the higher ups, so that does seem to happen. Uh, it doesn't seem as doom as, I mean, obviously, if you want to king off the book, then you're happy anyway. So you're, you know, what do you care? You're just a happy chap. But uh, it doesn't seem as doom and gloom from like a, you know, it didn't. Like, I think the way it originally was reported, it felt like, oh, this might actually have some bad blood behind it. You know, it may may actually be some salt because it sounds like he was yanked off the book, and whereas. As much as it was, it doesn't seem as planned, the official news that's come out now, and this was even speculated by people, is that he would get to just finish what he was doing in another book. It just wouldn't be the main Batman title. It would just continue. And I think even at that point, I said, oh, that, well, that's not entirely unheard of. I mean, Grant Morrison's yeah. run did switch books a couple of times. Uh, th- this mm-hmm. makes me think of Batman and Robin. And sure enough, the official announcement from DC just yesterday is that he's going to be getting a 12-issue Batman Catwoman series, which will be monthly, uh, starting at the start of the year. He's, he's ending with issue 85 in the main book, mm-hmm. and then his final chunk will be that 12-issue maxi-series, which doesn't quite go up to the same issue count as it would have been had he hit the mm-hmm. 105, 107 range that he yeah, was I think, expecting Yeah, I think to. he was saying 107. This would bring him up to, what, 90, 97? 97, 97, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, 
that said though i mean if you tell me that part of what that that the next you know 30 issues was going to be was going to be have another nightmares-esque arc in it and that's what was cut sure i'll t- yeah, cut it. <laughs> yeah. Fine. but before we found out he was getting the secondary book right and transitioning over mm-hmm. kind of felt bad just i just all of the seating that he's done you kind of just want him to finish oh, yeah. the story i think whether you, you like know? or dislike what he's done yeah. him planning for 100 issues and getting yeah. this far and then being told no you can't do it is, yeah. is a slap in the face that's that's what was more upsetting to me than him being, you know, quote, removed. But the fact that he gets to do Batman Catwoman now, I'm, I'm okay. Yeah, he's he finished, seems to be okay. Yeah, he's, too, fi- so. he's, he's finishing no matter what. And, you know, I, I think when the wedding went didn't go through and, you know, we, we all had opinions about that. I, my, my my thought, regardless of how I felt about how they, cause how they did it, because I thought issue 50 was, was weak, is I yeah. always expected yeah. that it to... That the point of that was because it was eventually going to be dealt with later. Like it was going to be either they yeah. get married later or they're going to have a better oh, moment. It's out informed of it. the rest of the the you know from the yeah. last what fifteen issues. We're at sixty. What are we at? Oh, we're at like seventy. Seventy now. Seventy-two 70. or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So then the last twenty issues. Yeah. So. so. Uh, and the fact that they're doing Batman Catwoman tells me no. They're, they're, this is clearly what his whole runs about. It's about addressing this. Yeah. Like, we're going to be having them while they're married or while they're doing other things and dealing with their feelings, whatever. But to be fair, although in issue fifty, the Batcat stuff has largely been the best stuff in his run. Like yeah. that, that, and some of the, the more direct Bane stuff. So, um, so yeah, I feel pretty fine about this. It's just kind of whatever. Uh, the other details though that made me feel that the wording had been it'd been a bit off to me in the other yeah. reports is that it seems like, and this was confirmed again uh, today, that other books are doing the same thing, that DC want the main Batman book to go single shipping starting in January 2020, and they wanted to tie into overall continuity things like events and other things that are going on, even if that just means the other Bat books, because it was very Bat family focused the way they phrased it in yep. the official text. Yeah. Um, which to me actually sounds like that's actually more the reason for this than it is to do with what King's doing in his story. It sounds like what yep. they actually want is that they want the main Bat book to be monthly and to be tying into other things and to let king finish his story means put them on a separate bat book that will finish up because they also said they don't want to lose sales apparently so they're going to have yeah. the one issue of the main bat book whoever's writing and whoever's mm-hmm. writing that you know come come january and then one issue of bat cat from from king right. and those will both be going throughout the year yeah and you still have two I, bat books yeah yeah, I suspect we might see something similar with other titles as well. Oh, yeah. They're going I, single now, like I, I'm expect- Flash, Wonder Woman. Yeah, I'm expecting a second Flash book. I'm expecting a second Wonder Woman book. You know, it'd be nice to get a second Green Lantern book, DC. Uh, maybe like Grant Morrison's Reign of Terror, not not last this long. <laughs> the real question that I'm interested in is something Reign like Justice League, which is kind of one, one of the flagship books, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that That's spearheading a, a whole corner of the, the universe. It's driving towards events and such. And that's been double shipping consistently. Does that if, just drop the single? Do they do they add in a second book? I Maybe could, give Tynan could... like a separate ongoing with that, like to, to pair yeah. up with more more to focus on the I, I can the see though, like you know how kind of Marvel does this, right? Where books kinda can double ship where need be. Yeah, they, they do uh three issues over two months typically. Don't yeah. They? So I could I could see Justice League still doing that. And it's funny that you mentioned Tynan. I saw on Twitter, I think it was yesterday. Him saying that he wishes that Justice League Dark could be double shipping just because he has all these ideas and stuff that he wants to do and not enough pages for it per month. Do you know what's crazy and, is, um, you yeah. know, I was reading this this week's issue of Justice League Dark. Well, obviously yeah. we'll talk about probably when we get there, but yeah. I got to the end of it and went, I went to fill in, you know, in, in my database. Yeah. Okay, read this issue and went, mm-hmm. shit, that was only issue 11. 
So yeah. much has happened in this book. I mean, it, it was well, boosted a little bit yeah. with Witching Hour, don't get me wrong. Yeah, just, just to go back to Justice League, I actually think Justice League might be the one book that double ships still. Yeah. Uh, just that and that alone. I I see no evidence. I mean, maybe they will do the Marvel thing, but I see no evidence to suggest that right now that they're because they've never done it as far as I know. No, DC I think DC loves the con- well since at least the start of the new fifty two. They they've loved the consistency. Of, yeah, yeah. You no, know, we don't want delays if we can help it. We we want to hit the same yeah. week every month. Yeah, because we because we we say this all the time. We 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 know what a week one feels like, what a week two feels like, what a week three feels like, and they're pretty consistent until books either you know get cancelled or new books are added in or or whatever, but. You know, Superman comes out in week two. Batman comes out in weeks uh, one and three. We're just we're used to this. It's just the same. And I, yeah. I just, you know, I largely suspect that come January it'll be you know Batman will be week one, Batcat will be week three, or vice versa, and that'll consistently stay. Yeah. Well, and and then you look at like um, we know that Williamson's jumping over to Batman Superman. You know, so if they go to singles jumping on Flash, that doesn't impact him so much. He could stay on Flash. You know. And still do that, so it, it makes a lot of sense. And I've been wanting them to do this for a little bit now because it just seems like, outside of books like Justice League and Wonder Woman, sometimes the double shipping seems more like a hindrance than a help. You know, where stuff feels like filler. You know, especially on Flash. I love Flash. I love Williamson on Flash. But for the most, you know, not for the most part. But there's some stuff in there that just feels like filler. Yeah, not not every arc has be been there. a winner. Yeah. Yeah. And like, so, uh, here's the question: Would nightmares have gotten approved if that was, you know, over no, half a it year? It would have been like story? Pete. Would have been like Pete's been pitching since nightmare started. Like this could have been two or three issues just condensed. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Fl- yeah. Flip, so, flipping between the nightmares rather than giving an each, each one its own issue. And and I don't even mean from um from like a, a the writer's perspective because. They, they've got their ideas. They probably want to do all these things in every issue, mm-hmm. but I, I don't see an editor going, yeah, sure, you know, yeah. for something that's going to take over six months well, to do this, whereas King... three months is a lot more they're acceptable to that. King's also taken a lot of chances with Batman, and I give him credit for all of that. I mean, you have that Penguin issue that was all done out of a Shakespeare sonnet, right? Yeah. yeah. Was that Shakespeare? So, like, and then the Nightmares. Like, love him or hate him, that was a risk to, like, halt what you were doing to these these kind of ethereal dream issues over Batman, like so at least at least he's swinging, and I'll always give him credit for that. Even even Morrison over on Green Lantern, yeah, I want to be reading Green Lantern right now, but from everything I'm hearing, you know, people are it's loving not, it. It's not your average Green Lantern book. No, uh, you, know, so, you know, Green Lantern for the past decade has felt. Oh yeah, that's a Green Lantern book, right? Mm-hmm. I I really uh, hope when they go switch to single shipping for all these books it, it pisses, i mean it's upsetting for wonder woman because i think wonder woman so yeah. far has not felt like it's missed a beat shipping like in terms of no. i don't think anything wonder woman's felt like filler it's all felt no, like solid I, I think it's worth well, noting though that all of the double shipping books felt like that early in their run it was only yeah, when they true. got after like you know the first year where they started going okay we need to catch up a bit now it's where we started getting yeah. more fill-in artists yeah. so, like you know last minute things whereas wonder woman's still so early in its story you you say that Pete, but I'll remind you, James Robinson had a had a run that we were not. Oh no, I I just mean since Wilson Wilson yeah. started, right? Oh okay. I didn't mean since the start gotcha. of Rebirth. <laughs> okay, I thought that's what you were saying. No, just oh, Wilson's no. run. Just Wilson's, Wilson's run. Taking over. It's been yeah, yeah. So that that's the one that I'm probably going to be saddest about, just because it's been so consistent. Yeah, since... and I and I've been enjoying it a lot. Whereas Flash, like I think, is just up yeah. and down a little bit to the point where I'm like, yeah, I could see that being tighter if it's single mm-hmm. shipping. I'd be, I'd be okay with it if it meant a second book as well. 
by yeah. uh, ideally and, by someone else. Not that I I dislike you know what Williamson's yeah. doing, um, but and, you know I, I say this about you know uh, Superman in action. I'd I'd rather mm. them sp- split them up so there's some variety. You know, this the same like we got with, with Batman and Tech. Uh, so if we've got yeah. two Flash books, I want different people on them. Okay, okay. We shall see. We shall see. Um, so I guess one of the questions we have to we have to uh, just just for the record, Batman, Catwoman, uh, say Clay Man is going to do the art for that, so it'll yeah. look it'll look pretty yeah. spiffy. Uh, yeah. But so here's something uh, that we sh- we should talk about then. If we're getting a new Batman writer, then yeah. the speculation begins, and I would like to nominate first of all with a little soundbite here. There's just someone here. Is that? Tom Taylor for Batman. Um, yeah, let's let's pull him off that Spider-Man crap and give him back. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that, I got to the spider bite issue and that. Oh me. man, that was so oh, good. Oh, spider bite issue is so good. The friendly neighbor Spider-Man. <sighs> no, don't take him <laughs> off that. Just you know, he'll be done with deceased, and he can move straight on to Batman. There you go. I just he seems so busy right now because he said that he's got like something in a, each different medium. Like he's got a TV thing and a movie thing and comics things. He said he said this week he had two comics projects greenlit. Now he didn't say what company uh-huh. was greenlighting them. It could be two different companies, uh-huh. but I'm hoping one of them is DC at least. He <laughs> hoping one of them's Batman is what you're saying. I'm hoping one is Batman. <laughs> God, <laughs> I'll take something happens, else. Whatever happens with Batman, just please can we fix the, the Nightwing stuff? Oh God, yes. Mm. Please. Yeah. Yes. So. Uh, that's, who else I'd want on Batman right now? Because obviously there's a lot of people who've already done big things on Batman. Um, yeah, I don't want someone who's, who's been on him before, really. I want someone fresh. Yeah, I'm just trying to think who, who we got. Uh, who we got working for DC at the minute? Who's in the you know in in the stable? Uh, you know, just kind of churning out books. On a <laughs> well, I mean, Bendis. Bendis has not really done Batman yet. No, oh, come no, on, not a run. I'm doing Batman and Superman. He has those giants. <laughs> he's done. And that's about it. I'm not counting though. I'm talking about a proper run, like a proper. Yeah, they, you know what? If they could get Greg Rucka back and have him do Batman. That'd be cool. Because it would, it would Greg, be a different tone. Greg Rucka was our Tom Taylor before we had Tom Taylor, Matt. We yeah, used to say Rucka for everything. We did. I yeah. I had to bring it back. <laughs> um, so you know, between between Hawkman and then Freedom Fighters and and Vindy. what, I'd be okay with Vendetta taking a mm, crack. Yeah. I'm not I'm not ready to jump on board and say I'm excited about Vendetta taking over a book yet. I'm not there. Um, Seely, Seely did a lot of fun stuff in Grayson. I like to see some fun Batman stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He worked with that. King, so like there's familiarity there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'd, I'd say I'd say Lemire, but I mean. I don't, I don't think that you want superhero you want is, it to is come best. Out. Yeah. We want to come out on a regular schedule. You know, and, and his stuff sometimes with Lemire. Uh, do you think? I don't know. The last couple of things I've read from Lemire have taken quite a bit, and I lost interest. So, which, you know, when thing? he's not doing his creator own. Um, shoot, I can't even remember. It's been a while. I feel like maybe the things he draws as well have delays, but that typically the stuff he writes. Oh, I just, I remember, and it wasn't on him, but his Hawkeye. I was pretty excited for that, and then. Uh, well, sure, yeah, yeah. That was, that like was five, a while ago. That was five years ago, though. <laughs> I know. But, I oh mean, man, I know he's got to move on, but Ben Percy on Batman could be interesting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Maybe, maybe. He takes all his vengeance on what happened on his Nightwing run on Bruce. 
Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't even, I don't even know. Yeah, and, and then that reporter who was kidnapped by the villain that's still not been yeah, resolved. Yeah. Remember? Uh, we could deal with that finally. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who to put on it. Like, it's it's actually kind of tough. I. Gail Simone. <laughs> if I was picking someone for Marvel, I might pick uh, Tanahasi Coates, who's doing Captain America right now, because I think he actually might be very well suited to doing Batman. But you know, that's yeah. me poaching people for Marvel, so I don't know if that's. As yeah, lately. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to think of people who have written for DC, so it's not a. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure who's under exclusive contracts with Marvel yeah. right now. Yeah, I, don't, I have no idea, but changes things a little, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, if we get a new Batman writer in January, I suspect we will have an announcement before the solicits for that month, which will be, what, yeah. October? So I think September, at, at the, the latest, latest, is when we'll find out. <laughs> what, what? I mean, what big Comic-Cons have we got between now and September? Like the, uh, other than San Diego. <laughs> no, no, other the than Comic-Con. San Diego. <laughs> yeah, but no, they're not really they're not gonna do it there. They're pop yeah. culture con. Yeah. Um, but... I mean, they, they could hold out till October to, uh, for New York. That's the next real That's big one true. after San Diego. Yeah. I mean, if that if that takes place before solicits, which I think it does, um, it usually yeah. takes place like the week before, doesn't it? Yeah. They could say I feel like there's going to be like big news articles, though. Uh, you know, I, I feel like they're going to do yeah. one of these things where they've got like an interview and they're going to have. I could see mm. it being that. I could see it being even yeah, earlier. Yeah. So it goes Emerald City, I think C two E two WonderCon, and then there's like a big break until San Diego. And then I feel like there's one after San Diego and then New York. Because here's what I'm wondering, like, do they also have someone, you know, going along with the what they have a single shipping to tie into things, do they actually have someone in mind? Like, is part of this because they've got a big launch planned with, you know, yeah. X big writer who, who, they know, who they know is going to be a big deal. And if it is a big deal, then I can see it, you know, being as early as like August, maybe we find out because... You know, we know about Bendis on Superman like way in advance of so, any. Yeah. To be fair, they've been typically announcing Bendis was coming reasonably coming, early yes. lately. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what if it's just Scott Snyder again? How mad is he? No, oh, see, God. I don't. I don't even think that's a possibility because no, I he's know. capping I'm up just... thing with Capullo with with his mini. Yeah, I, I don't Scott want Scott Snyder, Snyder on it. I, I, know. I know. I mean, I'd read it, but I don't think that's even. On the cards, yeah. yeah. See, my worst case scenario won't happen because they won't, they would never dare to do that. Yeah, love the hell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. love the love the Batman run. I'm trying because if because presumably they do want it to be a big deal to follow on from King. They don't want to just kind of put anyone on there. Because, mm-hmm. um, like you said, Batman is one of their, their highest selling books. It is the flagships, in it, right? Mm-hmm. It's up there. Um, <sighs> I don't know if they've got another name in their roster right now that is okay that's a big deal i mean what's funny is that king wasn't a huge deal really when he started on batman like he was starting to rise no. but he wasn't the name no. he was now he, he was no. he was the vision and grayson yeah no, but like, i think what you have to remember is because that was at the start of uh you know a whole initiative of okay all these books are going yeah there was less pressure on okay the one change whereas now okay just Batman's changing. There's focus on this book yeah. compared well, to everything else when it when so, doing the so new. What thing I comes appreciated up. about Rebirth is it was all kind of low key, because outside of Rucka and Wonder Woman, which that was a huge get, you know, a lot everything of else fresh talent, relatively speaking. Yeah, and there wasn't a lot of expectation. It was like, oh, Tomasi on Superman, that could be good. Jurgens on Superman, that's that's going to be solid, you know. Um, Williamson on Flash, he's he's a new guy. 
So yeah, you know, now Ta- now there's, there's detective was like a eh, yeah. maybe. Yeah, that would have been really good. I, Joe, I could almost see them doing something like putting some like Orlando on it. Like, like you know, someone who they've got this a DC stable person is kind of up and coming. Some people really like him. We've always been very critical of a lot of his work, but I mean, he did do the Shadow Batman. Yeah. So I mean, he has familiarity. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not actually putting my my money on it and saying I'm predicting no. this. I'm just you know, I I wouldn't be surprised yeah. to get a name like I that. I just who hasn't written Batman? Everyone's written Batman in some form by now. I feel like all the people that we know of. So. And again, I don't know who's exclusive of Marvel, so I can't bring uh, that's up names. That's the thing. We, they've been poaching a handful recently. You know, post-Bendis, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we got Fraction coming over. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kelly Sue, obviously. I mean, th- there's an option for you right there, I suppose. Um, hey, if Kelly but... Sue wants to do a Batman run, I'll... I'll no, no, I'm, I'm just saying, I, I'm, I'm not saying she's necessarily the, the ideal choice, but, you know, there's an option right there of who hasn't written Batman, yeah. um, to, to Matt's question. Um but, I mean, we, we could be in for a poaching, potentially, but it's probably one of the, the, the older guard of Marvel in that case, rather yeah. than one of the fresh. Yeah, it's not it's not going to be, you know, Cates or or um, Rosenberg or... Thompson. Anybody of that. Yeah. yeah. Thompson, any of that. Oh, yeah. I'd love stuff. to poach Thompson. See if we got Thompson yeah. on, like... I would too, I kept... but I would never put Thompson on Batman. No, I'd put her on Batgirl. Yeah, that'd be good, yeah. Uh, or even... I give her a team Wait, book. G- g- give her. Yeah. Can can we can we give her Young Justice? Yeah, yeah, Young yeah. Justice, Teen Titans. She she'd be great for those sort of books. Teen Titans, yeah. Teen Titans. I want to yeah. Teen Titans again. Sure. You know, yeah. Pete misses Green Lantern. I miss Teen Titans. She mm. she is fantastic at the the relatively youthful team. Uh, watch Batman goes to Dan Abnick because he doesn't have anything else to do <laughs> <laughs> right now. Silencer's he's, he's, no, no, no. He's on Odyssey. Yeah, yeah, but we know Not he can do two books at a time. Not for long. Yeah, that book's <laughs> dead. Uh, yeah. Abner Batman, what, a, what a rocking I'm, good time. Yeah, uh, that's like journeyman level. Like, I guess. It's <laughs> yeah. not like, like I mean, you really didn't have anyone well, ready for Dan. this, did you? Mm. Yeah. You know, no, no offense, Dan. We, we're a fan of your work. I, no, I will say, Just... because they made this active decision to remove King and sh- sh- you know put yeah. the end of his run on in a separate book, makes me think, no, they do have a plan. They have someone they want to put yeah. on it, and they've got I, a big headline. I will say my concern is that it won't be a big notable run. It won't be a big creator like we're hoping and speculating here. You know, their whole thing is, oh, we want it to be really into continuity and tie into everything. Yeah. So they might just want someone they that, right, do what the editor tells you. Kind of just churn out what we say, which, I mean... You know, that people accuse Judd Winnick of that on his bat run, and I don't hate his Batman no, run. I'm not saying that necessarily means you it know? would be bad or, you know, unenjoyable. No. Well, but... That's what I'm saying. It That was the, the bag on that back in the mid-2000s, and yeah. until he brought Jason back... It was just kind of this, you know, baseline. This is Batman, and I feel it wasn't really until Snyder in the New Fifty Two that Batman became this powerhouse again. Like, yeah, Batman sold, but there was four Batman books, so any one of them could really be the the figurehead yeah. of that time. Um, you know, or maybe even Morrison. Morrison, I'd say under Morrison. Yeah. Joe, I feel like yeah. uh, two days ago, I think everyone was expecting us to have a lot more like speculation about what's going on with them, like taking King off the book. But I then, mean, I, then, I, then I still DC... think there is some th- stuff going on there. I think, you know, like, you know, the, the, the big 
huge shifts that he had to go and request. I'm not sure they're happening anymore, to be honest with you. Um, Maybe. I mean, so, 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 so you think he went and got permission from AT&T, the head honchos, and now they're not doing that anymore? Yeah, I think someone changed their mind. Some, I think that is perfectly possible that someone at AT&T went, Do you know what? <laughs> no, 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 way above Didio's level. I think someone went, Do you know what? No, we, we, well, we, don't, we want to change your mind on this. I mean, I feel like Didio's this guy that just... I mean... Again, I have zero, I have zero evidence for any of this, but I feel like he's like, yeah, Tom, go ahead and talk. And then it worked, and he's like, crap. We can't do that. <laughs> and then he he flexed his muscle as co-publisher I, and was like, "Hey, we can't do this." I have, I feel I I feel like there was more speculation to be had before DC came out and told us what they were doing. And honestly, it feels like less of a story now because it's just kind of yeah. like a shift into another book, whatever, no big well, deal. It it makes yeah. a change for them to be ahead of the game like this because usually yeah. they're terrible at these sorts of things. Yeah, and, yeah well, and there's, there's, there probably is turmoil behind the scenes because there always is, but I. I don't know. I, f- I feel like the sensationalist headlines at the start of this, you know, you know, he's fired from the book. It felt like, head, you know, websites wanting the clicks. That, no, that was one certain website because they this what they always do, and everyone uh-huh. else went. Well, I mean, there is a story, so we're gonna we're gonna. Oh, do a sure. Headline. But what I'm saying is, is, is that that wording really paints it in a very specific way, well, and we we don't we, we have no idea if King's even pissed. Like, it was King pissed when he yeah. found out the weekend. Oh, you're moving to you're, the end of your run's going to move to another book. Sure, e- even if he's still getting to do exactly what he wanted, I'm sure there's like a male sadness that it's not a continuous number one through one oh seven or whatever. Yeah, yeah. there's but, something in the sense that you know his Twitter was like dead for a day when this was breaking, yeah. and, and the only thing he tweeted was, "Oh, thanks for the support." guys um and and that didn't sound super positive that, mm-hmm. that, do you know what i mean like there were things like that where I, it made me feel like this, this isn't but, but his ideal worked, situation by any means but he worked for the cia he knows how to he knows how to shut up yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly it was a shot when they used to shut up yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the one the one tweet that got me was from garrett's and he it was basically telling people don't believe everything you read mm. and you know, I feel like Garrett's is his closest confidant. Yeah, he put an update on that today. You know, Garrett's, yeah. you know, retweeting the 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 Batman cat one was like, "Hey guys, see, I was trying to tell you." Yeah, so don't blame it. So like, let's chill out. It's fine. It's probably very amicable. I, I King's still going on to other things because he 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 did say that he's yeah. like, yeah, like Batman runs coming to an end. That's fine. I get to move on. And, do other things. Yeah, how many, so, many Garads have already got the next 12 issue thing in the works? We know that. Yeah, um, I, I think part of the problem is just that this leaked early and DC didn't control yeah. the story. Uh, they didn't get out quick enough. They they, they confirmed that, yes, he's ending. Like I love that this was... Before they, they told us but about I, the I think book. everyone is so desperate to have gossip and a juicy story to, yeah, to rag on that they have yeah. to add all this passion into it and be like, no, nah, there was a fist fight behind the scenes. Daddy uh, had King round the neck and King was like, no, I was no, in the no, CIA, no. you bald of, fuck. Of no, and, that's like... exactly what all the websites were. <laughs> they're, they're terrible. I think DC could have helped though. Like as soon as this story broke and they confirmed that yes, he's he, leaving at eighty-five, yeah. they could have just put the announcement out. Uh, I was I was gonna say that you know on Game of Thrones they said chaos was a ladder. This time this was a ladder to nowhere. But then when Pete made that whole scenario, it made me think it became a ladder match, <laughs> right? And then Capullo shows up and is just dropping people for no reason. Who says Capullo on? I'm just saying, he just shows up like a like a wrecking just crew wants in a ladder fight. match. Okay, and then yeah. ben, Bendis has to get involved because apparently this is some sort of match just between bald men. So yeah. you got King. I, I, I think it was more just Capullo is jacked. 
Yeah, like Capullo comes out and pushes over the ladder just because you're like, oh, what's Greg Capullo doing here? You know, like uh, I might have been very upset with Money in the Bank on Sunday. This is where a lot of this is stemming from. So, yeah. I may have heard of the, the stupid ending. I didn't watch it, but I may have heard of the stupid ending. Yes. <laughs> I thought Ali was dead. I thought Brock murdered Ali. The way he shoved him off that ladder. <laughs> we witnessed a death in the ring. But he's okay. Oh, good. That's just good news. Yeah. That's good news. Um, so, yeah. I, don't, I just... I, I, I get sick of everyone wanting the, 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 the yeah. drama. And... It be, and this is... And I don't know. You're very good on Twitter, right? But, like, this is why I lay low from Twitter from time to time. Just because there's just too much noise. And sometimes you need to go into a quiet room and be without it. You know? So, because people just, they all want the gossip, and this is all it is. Nobody wants to have discussions, you know? I mean, we're, we're fortunate enough that we do have people that respond that do want that discussion, right? But a lot of people just don't. A lot of people just want to take the sensationalism and run with it, and so... But I shit you not, every so often I'll make a dig at Batman v Superman, and without fail, there'll be one random person I've never heard of who'll respond yeah. to it being like, was there any need for the Snyder shade? And I'm like, yes, there was. Yes, yes there go, is. Go back into your hole. Go That's, away. Well, <laughs> my favorite take on this is is talking Superman to where he's like, you know, I would love to, to Stop intelligently sh- discuss. Stop stroking his ego, Matt. Stop bringing I'm him not, up. But I'm saying, I love when he's like, I would love to intelligently discuss this because there's, you know, discussions of Batman v Superman we could have. But one side comes out and they go so hard, you you just can't. So I, I I get it, but no, sometimes you need to lay low and get out of the noise. And and twenty twenty one, we'll do a, a five year retrospective discussion of Batman v Superman. We'll all rewatch it yeah. and we'll talk about it. I don't make no such commitment to that. <laughs> no, Carl's I'm not sure I ever want to watch that again. Carl's committing right now. <laughs> pay me and give me some alcohol. <laughs> like you don't have some sitting there. I have some, but I'm not wasting on that movie. Yeah. <laughs> and someone would say that's the only way to watch that movie <laughs> yes yes blaine drunk anyways hey pete what, what's up with the snyder shade <laughs> he earned it he earned it fair and square yeah. that's, that's my story i'll stick to it uh all right uh I, I was just checking if there was actually any other news this week i don't think there was you never know um so far i'm three days back the only thing i've found is they're changing the justice league logo so probably not. <laughs> yeah, probably not. That's, that's, that's yeah. pretty low key. Uh, all right. Well, uh, I, I guess we'll we'll move on. Okay, we can talk about books. So first up, then this week we got Detective Comics one thousand four. Peter J. Tomasi writing with Brad Walker on the art, and I hope Connor had booze at the ready when he was reading oh, this, this was issue. Terrible. I just, I read this first after work, and oh, oh man. Connor, well, we, we've spoken about you assuming what I'm going to say. I hope Connor had booze at the ready when he was reading this. Not because it was bad, although I do think it was bad. I'm not. I'm not saying uh, otherwise. I just wanted to butt in. It wasn't. Well, it wasn't a prediction of what you were saying. It was just. But at one point in this book, because uh, this book is a flashback issue where Doctor Arkham's explaining the backstory of how he met his wife and how he had his daughter Astrid, and at one point he says, "And I shit you not," and I laughed out loud. And I'll explain this for people who don't watch the TV news in a second. But he says, I thought everything in my life was settled both professionally and personally. 
<laughs> it cracked me up. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, to explain that joke, basically every week in the TV news, me card uh, uh, almost cancelled TV news. Uh, we'll be reading descriptions from from TV shows that are uh, in the works or the, the pilots have been ordered or whatever, and they love to use the phrase "personal and professional lives" or "lives." They, they love to do that, yeah. um, and it's become a thing where Carter takes a drink every time they do it. So it just made me laugh. It has the exact quote in this was, "I couldn't envision how our personal and professional lives could be any more complete." There you go. There you go. And I was like, oh, oh, God. Yeah. So, yeah, this is easily the worst issue since issue 1000. This is the worst issue since Tomasi's taken over. <laughs> yeah, I was almost going to go back and go, and now I'm not. Well, now that's I, it. Like, every issue, I'm like, oh, this is all right. This is yeah. better. And then and then it gets yep. to this. And I'm like, See, ah. So I have some timeline questions, first of all, because... The new, we're still in New 52 continuity here, and Batman was supposed to have only been Batman for five years when New 52 started. So Arkham's daughter is like 20-ish, right? That's what Damien estimated her as. Yeah, which we thought was too old, right? When we saw her. Or too young. Uh, too young, yeah. We thought yeah. she was older than that. But that's fine, whatever. You're telling us she's about that age. Whatever, I'll accept it. So we get the story here of how he met his wife and uh, how how they give how they give birth to her, right? So Arkham's already full of like villains like the Joker and Croc and Harley. So Clayface. Batman, Clayface. So Batman's only been active for five years at the start of New Fifty Two, but twenty years ago, Arkham was already full of all uh, of these villains. <laughs> what? Why are we saying it's New Fifty Two continuity still? Is that what they say at the beginning, or is that just it you? Says at the beginning, I think Pete's just assuming it hasn't changed. Yeah, but it's not changed. Okay. We're still in continuity across the board. See, I don't think we are. I feel like Rebirth upset all that. So, because because mm, you have Superman. I mean, Superman's definitely there... wonkied it up a bit with Reborn. Don't get me wrong; that happened. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, like so. So, if they adjusted Superman's age, they've had to have adjusted the Batman stuff. I'm just saying. So I... He's probably he could have been longer. I, I feel. <sighs> I feel like we're in this really weird place continuity-wise. We're technically, we are still in New 52 continuity, but so many books right now are starting to kind of like just blur it. We're like, you know, Young Justice characters are remembering do, everything. Do you know what this is? Yeah. This is a problem of Doomsday Clock being pushed back so much yeah. and all that missing time was supposed to have been sorted by now. Yeah. Uh, possibly. That's, that may possibly be why. But anyway, so, so we have this pickle. So... I wasn't really enjoying the flashback in general, but here's what I really hated about this issue is... Astrid Arkham is born in Arkham Asylum, and it's the villains who deliver her. You've, in... got, you've got Joker That's delivering her. Clay, Clayface is putting up a big, you know, a, a big mud shield to, as a curtain to, to give us some privacy. Yeah, like, we literally have Joker holding up baby Astrid, and then they wrap her in like that. Some of their like one of them takes their prison like overall off and wraps it around her like a little little blanket. So she's got the black and white stripes around. Her. Yeah, <laughs> this issue's freaking it's, terrible. It's ter- it is terrible. <laughs> yeah. It's laughably so bad. I think I think I'll go get caught up on on Green Lantern then when I have some time over this. <laughs> <laughs> like, look, uh, Green Lantern may not be everyone's taste, but it is objectively just better than this. Well, I'm just saying, like, if I, I it's about the same number of issues I need to get caught up on, right? Like, yeah, it's only on like seven. You read like, yeah, I, I made it to, I made it through two, so I have four issues. This I have four issues. I think it's gonna be more time well spent. Because this, 
I mean, oh. I mean, it could be good again next issue. This could just because it's the flashback issue. Like, it could be, right? But because I, I chuckled once at the end when it comes back to present day again and like Arkham's telling them this story. Uh, there's a little joke where Batman's like, ah, oh, so she, she thinks I'm the demon in the city and she's trying it's, to like, take no, over. That explains why Astrid sees me as a curse hanging over, Goth- over Gotham. And then Damien goes like, ah, oh, who hasn't? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Batman that's just clears out. <laughs> Uh, that moment it was was quite funny. Yeah, but basically we find out that when when little Astrid was about I don't know eight or whatever, uh, her mother uh, gets killed. No, I thought I thought oh, her mother was killed uh, giving birth. I was supposed to say yeah, when she's giving birth, but she doesn't see it until she's older. She's she's like eight when she sees the footage. Yeah, yeah. By the way, we should point out Astrid is kind of raised in the asylum. She 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 calls uh, Joker, uh, Uncle Joker, and she's there reading like a storybook with him. And it's like, oh, you know, I, you know, you know this the, is the awful. Arkham is like my castle. And and this know, is Joker's all awful. Like, oh, you want to be the princess? And she's like, no, no, I'm I'm going to be the knight. I want to protect the castle and kingdom. And Joker says, that's because you're the bravest of all, Astrid. Okay. That is genuine dialogue from the Joker. Unless this. Uh, un- unless they, they they flip this later and this is all in her mind and she's delusional because I can't like I will buy that Joker takes in a kid but that kid would be way more demented than what Astra does like yeah it, it is worth noting this is portrayed as through her uh, what, what are they called? her visual diary of yes. her life so she's done drawings of her own life yeah so it's not actually like, accurate as to what the villains were actually doing and saying no so you have an unreliable narrator and that's fine but, but what is conflicting about that is the first half we, we've presented as oh this is all this visual diary yet the first half of the story is before she's born and is clearly from you know from Arkham's perspective. Mm. So I don't know. I just <laughs> looking in the the, the the rules of the story. This guy should not be in charge of Arkham Asylum. I don't care if his name's on the building. <laughs> Who is their child hanging out with the? inmates i know there's I know. a reason why they're in arkham asylum and not blackie yeah, I mean, they're I, in a cell it's fine man they're not gonna hurt i think it's implied that she's kind of sneaks into the main part of the building she's not supposed to go in there as a kid she just kind of does it anyway yeah a she rebel. found secret waves ways to move throughout the asylum on a whip yeah so anyway so, so she's in the footage later that a batarang kills her mother in the neck uh we find out later though that it was it wasn't batman who threw it it was like basically one of the batarangs he'd already thrown one of the villains picks up and throws and that's what that's what kills her but yeah. she, she she blames Batman, and and Jeremiah was like, yeah, just just keep hating Batman. That's easier. Yeah, they, they don't want even you. though the whole reason that he has a business is because of Batman. Yeah, like, keep hating. his reason his reasoning is actually really weird as well because he's like, I didn't want her to know that it was really my fault that her mother died because I was negligent and couldn't protect her. And I'm like, yeah, but that's not that direct. It's not like it's not like you were in the room. And didn't do something like you know, like I just I don't know. It, it felt like a, it felt like a really roundabout way of logic to to have him lie to her. Yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> That's terrible. That's terrible. I started laughing out loud. See when it got to the page where she's literally giving birth, and like we have the villains around her, like the other doctors and you Joker's... got Joker holding up the baby. Yeah, you know that this page made me laugh because it's just god awful and. Sure, unreliable narrator. It may not be necessarily how it actually played out, but I just I hated reading this issue. It was bad. Yeah. So at the end of the book, uh, Batman and Robin are coming towards Astrid and uh, her her. Yeah, she's her got a big army. plan. She's got Doctor Phosphorus, get you know, doing stuff. Um, He's got a cool look. Uh, yeah, Arcane as well. She's got Arcane doing stuff. 
Yeah, yeah. There, there's some nice art in this. Um, I, I really like. Um, I love the way Walker draws uh, Batman. You know, the the the, the way he draws the shadows on the cowl, and you know, and the, and the way the cape flows. I do think he's he's, he's good for that. Stuff. Uh, there was one weird uh, panel with Batman early on. I thought I, I like the the more cartoony stuff when he's reacting to Damien later on. Um, I didn't particularly care for the art in the flashback though, which unfortunately is like eighty percent of the book. I don't have any problem with the art. I don't think it's a standout good. Um, I, I think it suffers from the muted color palette because, oh, it's flashback, so we're going to do all this muted colors. I think it suffers from that. Uh, it, it doesn't pop in the same way that most of his art does. Um, but I don't think it's bad. I, I, think, I think I just didn't like the overall aesthetic of it, and it, 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 makes, it, it makes it Walker's weakest issue in terms of art in the book. That's fair, yeah. Um, so... I... I, you know, I, we'll we'll see what next issue brings. Uh, just, what's worse though about this is that because it's so inconsistent, I'm not even, I can't even go. Oh, our next issue is going to be terrible. Like next issue could be fantastic. That this one could be easy to write off because it's the flashback issue. And once we get done with the flashback, it could be back to just being the quality it was. Uh, and if so, then fine. Um, I'll read to the end of the arc. If if I feel ultra disappointed by the the end of the arc again like i did the arc before 1000 then i'm definitely dropping it because i don't even care if the start of the next arc is good again yep because at that point yeah. tomasi's proven to me that he can't end the arcs properly yeah yeah he's good he's good at teasing the setup at the start but he's not necessarily good at actually hitting the landing uh, I mean, this one he wasn't even good at teasing the start with the arkham knight well okay not in 1000 yeah, but he then. was he was the first proper issue, issue of it though was yeah, good okay that was pretty yeah good. Well, mythology started off okay, and then it just got progressively worse. Yeah, I I want to know if the third arc also begins with an M because it's mythology. This is medieval. Uh, Mecha warrior. <laughs> Menstruation. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> that that delayed delayed reaction made that worth it. All right. Uh, what are you giving it, Carl? Three. Yeah, I agree with the three. Three out of ten. It's a great start to this show, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that'll take us on. I really hope I like the new Batman rare. I'll, that'll take us <laughs> on to Action Comics 1011. Brian Michael Bendis writing with Steve Eptin on the art. Uh, Leviathan Rising! Uh, still <laughs> happening. Yeah. And uh, so we, we see uh, Manhunter mm. in full, full in. Kate Spencer, the Metropolis Special Crime Unit, come to take her in. Uh, and it had me wondering if this is actually special crime unit and if that's really Maggie Sawyer because of stuff that we've seen previously. And by the end of it, I'm pretty sure it was her, mm -hmm. right? Because of, of the bumblingness, it didn't seem like these are agents of Leviathan, you know, like the ones that came for, uh, for uh, Mr. Bones or Director Bones. Uh, but yeah, so we see Kate Spencer finally as Manhunter, which was, that, was, that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, on, on, on the run um yeah and yeah so superman finds lois uh we get a little yeah. flashback to like how her, tiger left and tiger gave her a yeah. bunch of intel on on what's going on like the, the entire history of spiral what it is all the yeah. ins and outs all the secrets and she's like oh, i'm going to publish a show at this basically um yeah. and then after after they leave though unfortunately we actually see that tiger gets nabbed by the the thing that this big dude with the, yeah. the blue bomb whatever it you know whatever it yeah. is uh, seems to get to Tiger. Tiger might be gone. He may be dead. Yep. 
uh, or teleported. Yeah, which is a shame. Because there's, there's a theory in here because of the lack of the bodies yeah. in the other places that instead of killing everyone, it's actually teleporting them all somewhere. Yep. And, and that's the other tale too, is that they're not going after the world governments. They're going after these spy agencies. Mm. And that's what Lois puts together is why are they going after basically the foot soldiers and not the generals? Yeah. So... Um... No, I, I like when uh, Lois is on the phone with Perry. Uh, like, yeah, yeah, I've I've got this story, Lois, and I'm sure you can write it. Yeah. But I need I need I need the yeah. Lois Lane headline. Like, what's the what's the spin in this? Yeah, and, uh, yeah. goods like what? What's the Lois Lane headline? Like, like she doesn't understand. Yeah, like, yeah just do it. So they, 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 anyway, they go to they go to Huntress because they're a corresponding source. Which Bendis came out to Twitter because so many people were like, "Oh, Huntress, that was cool." It was originally supposed to be Grayson. <laughs> and then and then because of the events of of, of Rick Grayson, yes, Ben just couldn't use him. Of course. So they he didn't say it was a last minute change, but he was very disappointed because he wanted to play up the whole Dick Grayson Superman relationship, which man another reason to make me hate what they're doing. I mean it's it's, it's fun for I mean I like Huntress, so it's fun that she gets a little bit of time cool. here. Which yeah, is, but she was. It also makes sense though, because she was a higher up. Like yeah. she outranked. But uh, I, I, Connor, I, do you remember if it was Agent Thirty Seven? Was was Dick's? Uh, Sorry, I wasn't listening. What's the question? <laughs> uh, Dick Grayson's number in Grayson. Do you remember if he was Agent Thirty Seven? Mm, that sounds familiar. Okay, because she was like Agent Two. Like she was. You know, Huntress was way up there, so it still makes story sense that yeah. she, you know, they go uh, to her. Uh, it, does, it does make me think though that when Rick Grayson's corrected, that Bendis will find a way to have some Superman Nightwing moments. Yeah, because uh, he wanted it there, which is nice. Uh, such a bummer. Uh, he was he was thirty seven. Okay. So ba- basically, the like countries like wait, you left Amanda Waller alone, like in your house. They go back to the fortress, and of course, Amanda Waller has stolen out like a bat pod thing that batman had left behind <laughs> and i love they're like why would batman leave something here and superman's just like because that's what bruce does he leaves things everywhere like, <laughs> yeah leaves things everywhere which i love i love the humor around that yeah. um so so i really love this issue my one problem yes is that epting draws jimmy like he's 16 years old still sure which i get that jimmy's supposed to be young but i felt like i was looking at archie here and not jimmy olsen <laughs> Who's, as he points out, is a war reporter. You know, he 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 has seen things. He's experienced, you know, hardships. So, you know, it's a small thing, but it's not. It didn't ruin the issue for me. I was just like, geez, Jimmy's young as shit here. Yeah, that's fair. Although we are glossing over a scene here where a mysterious figure comes to Guardian, who's in the hospital uh, yeah. after the Invisible Mafia stuff, uh, and basically he's like. Hey, like, what was it exactly says to him again? You'll, 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 you'll be basically. He tries to you, recruit him, right? Yeah, because he tells him he's like, "Hey, you, you stand for, for what we stand for." You know, it's kind of like this truth and justice in American way stuff. Yeah, so he's, he's like, uh, basically, we've taken out all these uh, these organizations. Right. Like, something new is here to replace them, and he wants him to be a part yep. of it. So, uh, which, which makes sense because. He, he did work for Cadmus. That was, like, his thing. Mm-hmm. You know, he was the guard there. So, you know, having him be this, this you know, sergeant-at-arms for them. 
I'm just wondering what this whole point of Leviathan is. I thought I didn't figure it out with Talia, but the more they keep name dropping Talia, the less I think she has to do with it. Leviathan rising. Yeah. Um, so that's that's when they start speculating about the, the lack of bodies, and Superman describes the the blue explosion where it wasn't really a bomb in the traditional sense. There was a you know yeah. there was a reaction. There there was something happened. Right. But it wasn't like a a traditional explosion. So that, so you know that's where we're getting to these theories. Um, and Jimmy tapped Waller though the the little sneaky yep. ginger that he is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's you know, he's he's got his sources. He is a war reporter after all. All, but they're like, well, wait, why would Amanda Waller, if she's involved in this at all, why would she go through this whole thing? And it basically, because well, she's Amanda Waller, like it, this is what she would do. It's a really interesting place because you know the final page is basically just like, okay, so who is Leviathan? What do they want? And what happens yeah. next? And we get all the things that are at play, sort of around like Superman, Lois, and Jimmy. Mm -hmm. It's you know, it's uh, uh, question Waller, Huntress. Manhunter, uh, Doctor, you know Bones and a Guardian, right? It's got all these people around them. Yeah, uh, I do think it's interesting though. It's because I I got confused for a second. It says to be continued an event Leviathan on sale June twelfth, and I thought, wait, did the did the big one shot get pushed? And yeah. I checked, and I was like, no, it's no. still next week. What they're actually talking yeah. about is the actual first issue of the event itself, the event. which is interesting mm -hmm. that they're not saying, hey, read the the big ten dollar special that's coming out next week. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's a bit weird, but whatever. Yeah. Um. So no, that, that, I mean, yeah, it's put all these pieces in play. It's not answered a damn thing. This has all been set up this arc, and I've enjoyed it. So I'm excited for Event yeah. Leviathan now, which makes me wonder what is Action Comics doing while a, a Leviathan's actually going on? Is that tying into it still, or is it just doing its own thing now? I don't know. I don't know. Intrigued. Yeah. I wonder if Action will be like the Jimmy. Well, that won't be the Jimmy say because we're getting a Jimmy book. No, because Jimmy has yeah. his own book. Okay, well, you know what Lois I mean. Has her own book. I'm expecting. I know what you mean. Yeah, like a specific side to it in action. Well, that's that's the one thing that Bendis has done, and I feel he can pride himself on is two men in action do not feel like the same book. Mm. Like they each have their own um, groove that they've that they've made, and this has been really seeding the Leviathan stuff, while uh, Superman's been seeding the Unity Saga stuff. Um, yeah, and we still have so, the Invisible Mafia, we still have Red Cloud, we have all this yeah. stuff to play with. Uh, yep. uh, either post-Leviathan, or I wonder if they... St maybe maybe what Action's doing during this time is that Invisible Mafia yeah. starts to try and maybe take advantage of the situation that Leviathan's mm -hmm. rising. <laughs> um, and, and so at the at the end, you get the Daily Planet, looks like a Twitter post, and it says, at Lois Lane exclusive, Leviathan rising. Hmm. Do we feel like the Leviathan rising is the Lois Lane headline? Yeah. I, I suspect yeah. so. Um, now I'm really looking forward to that one shot next week. Now, um, obviously the main yeah. part by Bendis, but also the the, the Jimmy and Lois stuff by Rakia and uh, Infraction. So, mm -hmm. uh, uh, and even Supergirl is getting a part in it as well. So, yeah, I look forward to it all. This is very good. What you give it? Actually, comics, Matty. I'm giving it an eight. I'm really enjoying it. Uh, but again, the art, just a little tiny stuff. Yeah, I'll give it an 8 as well. I think the reason why I'm not going higher than that is just because it is very much, here's all these pieces in play. There's, there's very little actual dramatic hook on its own in this issue. It's just continuing yeah. all the pieces, putting them all in place for the start of the event. Mm. Uh, and that's cool. So, um, yeah, uh, that is actually comics, which will take us on to Wonder Woman issue 71, G. Willow Wilson writing, Razor Manico and Tom Derenick on the art. Uh, so we're still in the town, and... Uh, the Atlantiades, whatever her name uh, is. Atlantiades. Atlantiades. There you go. There you go. Uh, 
they uh they're, they're dealing with the angry mob and the angry mob are angry at first but then they feel love again and then but then they all learn the it's lesson because they, they can't abandon who, who, you know, who depends on them yeah but also the reason that they feel the love again is because atlantis uh does this with his power shine yeah and I love that Wonder Woman was like, no, you can't just do that. Like, that's not how we solve problems. And Atlantis is like, well, why not? I'm a god. I can do what I want. Yeah. Um, and, and so Wonder I Woman, love that tension between them. Yeah. And Wonder Woman's like, try to like, teach a point here. And she gets so far yeah. with it. Uh, for me, the more exciting stuff was probably Maggie following the sword into the pit. Yep. The, 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 the wormhole or whatever it is that leads to wherever yeah. all well, the gods and- came from. And it's so foreboding that Aphrodite doesn't follow her, despite yeah. being a god. One, one Aphrodite's of my like, no, favorite moments is the, the transition to where they're staring yeah. at it, and it says elsewhere, and the elsewhere is yeah. kind of going into the pit. Into yeah. the hole. Like, you can't escape the void. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and there's that full page cool. uh, where she stumbles upon the... What was it? A Goliath? Colossus. Colossus? There you go. They're, they're calling it a Colossus. It looks like the Minotaur, but... Yeah, but it's huge. It lo- I, it's I, massive. I is this one of Hephaestus's uh, inventions? Maybe, yeah, maybe probably a robotic colossus. Hmm. Yeah, it could be. Uh, so, but yeah, uh, another one of my favorite moments was with um, after Atlatiades pacifies the crowd, and one woman was like, "You can't just do that," and she's like, "Oh, you know, because it doesn't work on on children either." So now the kids will still have memory of all of this. And you can't take away their reason. And yeah, the girl goes up Matt, and goes, are you a boy or... Oh. Um, yeah, things... yeah, it's a you a boy or girl. He's just like, yes. Yes. And, and that's it. There's no other discussion. Just that's it. Yes, and yes. I, I love how it was handled. Yeah. Now, um, you know, why is Steve on the cover? Steve's nowhere in the... <laughs> you know, they wanted to draw. You know, the Dodgson <laughs> wanted Steve let, there. Let the Dodgsons do what they want. Ah. I don't know. Anyway, so Wonder Woman, you know, is alerted to what's going on with Maggie, and we get this great page of her coming in and, like, flying into the Minotaur, into the, the Colossus. Pretty cool. Yeah, it's a great yeah. page. It's, it's right as, as Maggie's going, right, screw this, I'm going in with a sword. Yeah. And, and she's taking the swing. She, you know, there's obviously a second where she thinks it might have been her, and then it's mm. like, oh no, it was just Wonder. Yeah. yeah. But then it gets back up, and Wonder Woman's like, Maggie, ready your sword. Yep. <laughs> It's yeah. type of fight, <laughs> and that's really the off the issue. Uh, I don't have a whole lot to add about this one specifically, uh, but I'm enjoying yeah. the run. Uh, yeah, I like, I like how Germanico is managing to balance the art and the quiet moments too, because like those moments with with Diana and at Latiades, like there's still there's still like movement through those. Mm. Like yeah, I was never bored. Like the art and the words go together really well. Yeah, and then so. you get to this big colossus with a minotaur head, and you're like, "Oh, okay, cool." There's now a couple of at... things I like the uh, the page where Atlantis uses the the power. You know, you know, mm-hmm. they go up and you know the big white light. Yeah. It's it's like, ah, oh, man, that is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm so into this. Mm-hmm. No, that's good stuff. Um, we give it, a Connor. Uh, Eight point five. Matt. Eight point five. Uh, straight eight from me. I, I will say I did read this directly after Detective, so maybe it was just you know no, slightly Connor's... higher in comparison. No, you're you're good. 
Alright, uh, so that's Wonder Woman. That'll take us on to The Flash, issue 71. Joshua Williamson writing with Howard Porter on the art. This is the second part of Flash Year One. And Whiplash. <laughs> Between this and the last issue. I can't go Whiplash from this book. What's going on? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, I expected him to be in the future the whole time, but he's back in present day by the end of the issue. And. I don't know if I don't know if I like that more or hate that more. I'm actually really confused. Right? <laughs> as, like, as soon as I got to that part reading this, I go, "Oh man, how's Pete gonna feel about this?" I don't know. Well, I, just, I don't know I how don't I know. feel. Yeah. Like, like, because on one hand, okay, we're back in the present. We can do year one stuff. On the other hand, wait, this whole thing was just for one issue. Yeah. Because yeah, right, right now I'm like, what was oh. the point of this 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 journey to the it, future? It, it's to establish Turtle as a threat. It's so, sure. a threat, and so that he yeah. knows what the Flash looks like, and and takes the name. But yeah, I kind of hate that though. What, 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 yeah, what, no, I hate that as well. So that, that becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, like, I I hate yeah, that he that's... he gets the idea from himself that... in the future. I I, I hate that. Yeah, no, that said, fair. I love the idea that old Flash knew that he would have to come through this because he remembered doing it. So the whole idea of the time loop, right? And then him asking him where he's at at certain things. Yeah, what and... which time? from like just to check yeah yeah it's just check that and like oh you and iris just friends okay uh, uh august you know detective okay yep this is the same one that uh, I like the one here. wally uh whatever what wallace isn't that the same thing that... yeah <laughs> yeah so i i liked all of that stuff i liked how fun the time travel he was and then to see old uh barry cut loose and you know he's like oh i haven't had a challenge in a while you know, because he had to watch his speed um, because of the, the turtle. And, yeah. you know, he's learning. You know, it's, it's problematic that he's learning from himself. Like, oh, how'd you do that? Oh, you got to slide into it. So when we see him come back using the cosmic treadmill to come back, he slides into it. Yeah, it's a little bit, you know, I guess you can say silly. But, but yeah. Is this a year one? And what is this? Like, because it doesn't feel like a year one anymore. <sighs> I don't know, question. especially because he has to forget he's he's went to the future. So how much of this year one is he actually going to forget in yeah. total? Like, yeah. do we actually get a proper year one in the back half of this arc, or does almost the whole thing get I, erased? I feel like we've already hit a lot of the year one beats, though. With okay, we've done, you know, we've done the first running, we've done phasing, we've done time travel. Now I get, you know, we we've done all these first, you know, learning how to slide into yeah. to, to break. Here's, like, here's my thing though. I don't think there should be time travel in a year one flash story. No, I don't either. I don't either. I'm just saying <laughs> if, if we're ticking things and, of, okay, and this is, this is how me and Pete differ. Cause I'll always take time travel. No, in year uh, one, no, let me do that in year two. Year two. Year two. That's the dark victory. Of uh, the flash. Yeah. Year two or travel. year three. You, you don't go straight to time travel. I, like, the story of, of a year one should be not only the obvious things of learn to use your powers and, like, thinking of the name and the suit and all that, but it should also be the choice to be a hero, why he actually wants to do this day in, day out. And he's not really made that choice yet. He's, he's not gotten to that point. I feel that's the title as you ease into time travel. Can, can we point out that um, he spray paints his logo onto himself? I, I he assume. Because he doesn't have it when he's in the future. Yeah, when he goes out into costume at the end, you know, he's got the logo. It looks kind of spray painted on. Is is the only way I can describe it yes, onto the t-shirt. Yeah, that's fair. He also um, has no mask. He's just yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, he hasn't learned to use. That's what we have to see in your one still. Is uh, he has to he has to learn how to make the suit out of the seed force. <sighs> yeah, like I said, I I don't know how I feel about this because. On a technical level, 
it's pretty well paced and yeah. perfectly enjoyable. In context of the story and last issue, I just don't understand what we're doing. Yeah, in con in context of of, of where we are in the story, but also just in context of this being the new origin of the Flash, I don't think I like it very much. Yeah. It feels like something that can be ignored later. Which, which is a problem, though, because, because yeah. year ones will get reprinted for years because it's a yeah. year one and it'll have that let's, name on it. Let's shh, let's not give them any ideas for Superman. Right? <laughs> I, I think that they've, they've already got many an idea of what they're going to do with that. I... Uh... Like, like I agree, it feels like it probably can be in order after the fact, but like I, I kind of hate that as well because like it means yeah. reading the next four issues is going to be kind of tedious. It's like, all right, I'll just go through it. I, I will give Williamson credit now that I have no idea what to expect for the rest of this, because that's what we talked about the last time. Is that we had high expectations, we knew what a year one was, and then we went, and then, oh, oh, it's actually a time travel story. We're doing this and, future thing, right? And now, now no, it's no, back. Yeah, yeah. So at least. Again, we talked about this at the beginning. There's these ups and downs within Williamson's run that maybe if it wasn't double shipping, it I wouldn't. I don't think you know? this would actually make any difference between no, these two issues of double shipping. I these, do. I no, think if you had to wait a month. No, I think they're, they're paced well enough that they could still be monthly issues. Mm -hmm. I think it's just core story problems. Yeah, my pro my pro none of my problems here have anything to do with pacing. <laughs> Pacing's fine. Pacing's, See, I don't know. Pacing's solid. I don't I don't necessarily think that if he didn't, you know, the time travel, you know what I mean? Like, take up a big whole section. I just, I, he's only, you know what I mean? No, I don't think it changes. I think that was clear. I think that was always what was going to be doing. I just, whether this is monthly uh, or, or twice. I just, I hate inserting all this extra crap into an origin story. And it just feels like it's murking up the origin story. And maybe this will all make sense by the time we get to the end of the yeah. arc. Maybe, maybe it'll all click into place. And if it does, then bravo. But I'm just not expecting it. Yeah, I'm just not expecting it. I'm just. Oof. I still had fun. I like seeing the turtle <laughs> in the future as like emperor, looks scary, you know. But at the point too, which turtle is this? Do you know Williamson is work working pretty well with with Snyder and Tynan? Yeah, what, what happened to Baby Turtle? Yeah, where's Baby Turtle? Where's Grodd? Like, that, well, that, this, that this is year one. Nice this is in the the, the past. But the future turtle. But the future turtle. Well, that's baby baby turtle grown up. Easy. <laughs> he grew up fast because he's yeah. he's all gray head. Yeah. Time travel. Then again, maybe it's a Razal Ghoul situation where old turtle puts his consciousness through the still force into baby turtle. Hey, I could do. Yeah, why there not? There you go. Why not? Like, that works. Uh, oh dear. Uh, I I wish I was more positive on this. I really do, but like I feel like he's just doing things I don't like. Like just conceptually over and over. I'm still like, having fun. I'm still having fun with it. Yeah, like, we know. I've I've lowered my expectations on it. Like, well, I lowered my expectations after the last issue. Went okay. I'm going into this. We're doing a time travel thing. I don't like that for year one, but fine. That's what I'm getting. And then that's not what I'm getting. Sorry. <laughs> that's causing chaos. That's right. Oh, yeah, what's new? <laughs> All right. Sorry. I dropped my mouse pad and mouse. <sighs> oh dear. I mean, I mean, I like the art. I, I like Porter doing flash art. Yeah. yeah. Um. You know. <laughs> All right, Mal, will you give it? <laughs> Pete's just like yeah, you know. I'm just I'm just deflated. <laughs> what well, we get? We give it the flashback. Oh yeah, seven point five. Carter. 
It'd be a six, just because it is still technically well written. Five point five. Ooh. Mm. I considered that. <laughs> All right, I'll take us on to Batgirl thirty-five, Mirkhead Scott. Writing with Paul Pelletier on the art. Uh, so Batgirl was kidnapped last issue, or I say kidnapped. She was trapped in a tank by the uh, the, the terrible trio, right? That, that still falls under kidnapped. Yeah, it was kind of. Yeah, but she wasn't like snatched off the street. She was, you know. Well, no, she got lured into a trap. Uh. Yeah, but then she was locked up in a trap, you know, in, in a tank. Oh. That's, that's kidnapped. It counts. Yeah. Oh, okay, fine. It was kidnapping. Yes, um, I'm, I'm forgetting that some kidnappers will like lay candy on the ground and lead the kid round the corner or something, and then spring a trap on them. I mean, you you are describing kidnapping. You are describing here, kid. Take the candy. You're also my van and describing get more. a plot point of ET. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I, I I don't know if that was meant to be an argument for how this wasn't kidnapping, but you anyways, just described kidnapping. Um, I love that the terrible trio are just basically setting up hostile. Like, oh yeah. Like we, we cater to all all fetishes and demands because there's, yeah. there's one panel where it's like call it S and M or someone in like a gimp mask and a whip, but it's yep. it's all like in silhouette so they don't show it too um, much. Because yeah, it, because but then there's like dog fights in one panel. And so that, you know, that's like good room. This is how you tell my personality is. I got far more upset over the dog fights than I did of the torture and murder in S and M stuff. <laughs> like I was like, oh no, they need to be taken down now. Because of the dogfight stuff. Well, that's you get excited by the S&M stuff. You're like, oh, yeah, now we're talking my language. I mean, <laughs> teach their own. Are you king-shaming me? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm shaming nothing, man. If, if you enjoy being you, whipped, sir. then you enjoy being whipped. And you you, you, you live out your whipping life. For, for the record, I do not. Okay? <laughs> no, he's the whipper, not the whippy. No. That's what he's saying. Let's know. Let's start these rumors. Let's not do that. It's not a rumor if it's true. Shut up no, your wife, not... we'll ask her. <laughs> she'll she'll confirm her than I. <laughs> um, so, uh, so, so a lot of this issue, Bat, Batgirl's in, in the tank, and it's her trying to get out, whilst the terrible trio uh, are, yep. are, you know, basically making the sales pitch. And then when Batgirl does kind of get out of her straitjacket, they're like, ah, the tank will never break, she's fine. She tries her, you know, her armed spikes and her gauntlet, and she tries her various, like, grapple guns and whatnot and it ends up being her uh safety parachute in her backpack yep. that she yeah. which i love that as an idea for a bat family member that if you're going to be gallivanting on the rooftops of gotham mm. you might as well have a, a an like emergency a safety parachute, parachute. Yeah. yeah yeah in case you miss that ledge or the hook doesn't go in you know yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. It does. Uh, okay. So that's that's going on, and then when she does get out, uh, the shark dude uh, takes some venom <laughs> or something. That's what he, I'm going to guess it is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's all muscly, yeah. and uh, fight, fights back girl. So she's she's in a bit of spot danger. The creepiest part of this is when Shark tells her that she's going to die with clothes on, which is because they had to, because it's a bat, you know. And I was yeah. just like, I got chills on that. That's like, a really dark implication, yeah. It is. Yeah. And, and I think part of it as well is, don't worry, you're not even going to be unmasked because yeah. you know you don't worry about your identity yeah. is part of the implication there as yeah. well as obviously the the, you know, the just, more overt stuff. Yeah, that's why taking the taking movies work because these are you know William Neeson's out there killing people that are complicit in in sex trafficking, right? So yeah, like, yeah, the yeah, terrible kill people. Him. You kill them, Neil Neeson. Yeah, exactly. So. 
you know, and here when he says that, you're just like, oh my god, like what are these guys exactly into? So, uh, and then there's also a little bit of a uh, infighting within the group between Fox and Vulture, which I liked. Yeah, I'm loving their bickering. Yeah, yeah, no, that's good. It's like he accuses, he's like, you get your old bones out of my face. Yeah, you know, and she's like, is this it, is all your fault. Is it next issue that's the last issue of? I think, so. I think so. Yeah, that makes sense because obviously we'll talk about the other the plot with the the company. Yeah, uh, where that's going feels like okay. We're leaving it in a fresh place. Yeah, for someone pretty fresh place over. because basically Alyssa is called in by uh, investors. Uh, yeah, and from from the UK, like they're as the villains. Yeah, yeah, they're basically yeah. villains. Yeah, and they're basically saying, look, if you dump Barbara Gordon. You can still keep your position, and you'll but be here's able- the thing: I don't disagree with him because you know she knows that she's Batgirl, right? Yeah, like, yeah. So, but they don't. So they see this that Barbara Gordon's doing this, you know, less than ethical business decisions, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because we, so, we, the, the thing they bring up yeah. is that there's something on the books about funding something for Poison Ivy. And right. we know why she would have done that. We know right. that there's context here. And Alyssa presumably does as well. Yeah. Right. But this is the thing. They threaten to put the company under, which will then take all the employees' jobs away. It won't just yeah. affect Babs. That's, It'll affect that's everyone. what's getting another choice. It's not about, oh, you know, should I undermine her things as Batgirl? Because she knows right. about that. She doesn't care. She, yeah. you know, she's, she's on board with that stuff. But they go... Look, if you don't take this deal, we'll just put all this public, and you know, public opinion will drop, and all your right. shares will drop, and everyone will be out of a job. So screw all your employees. Because they said this is not a buy-in; this is a takeover. Yeah. And and so and then at the end, Alyssa's got to decide, like, well, what would what would Babs do? And I fully believe that Babs would be like, yeah, fine, what here? It's, it's yeah, yeah. Clean and- uh, I'll manage, you know, without mm-hmm. that, but keep mm-hmm. all the employees their jobs. That, yeah. that that's what she'd do for sure. Oh. Um, but I like that as, as going forward. Okay, she hasn't got the company anymore. She's got to right. go, you know, back to basics maybe. Yep. Um, it'll be interesting to see that as a, a direction for for the new writer. I, I can't remember who. It is. Oh, it's uh, Tessalucci. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Cecil, Cecil Tessalucci. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, so, I'm looking and, forward. And, and we kind of know that uh, the trio are, are sticking around because they were. Oh, well, they Okay, yeah. cool. Because they, hmm. they they tease a fourth member that that you know. I, um, I really like it when different teams have a, a good handover. Like it feels like, no, 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 we we'll do something, and and you've got to run with it. Don't just do a complete fresh start. Don't yeah. just ignore everything. You so, take the challenge almost. Yeah, right? sometimes I'll I'll appreciate a fresh start, but I also much more like when, uh, you know, it's kind of like when Morrison seeds these characters like Professor Pig and Flamingo, yeah. right? And then we see other people pick up and and it's, use them. Um, it's a good argument for why, you know, it'll be issue 37 of Batgirl right. and not a new issue one, right? Right. No, no, this is a continuation. Nothing, writers yeah. change, teams change, but it's still yeah. in the same story. Yeah. And, and I feel like the terrible trio are a great foil for Babs because you, you look at where she's at now, where she's uh, working at a, uh, you know, for a politician, right? She's doing tech stuff for her. And, and you have Jason as a bard, right? You know, that was a fun scene, too, where he's looking over all of her stuff that was put out. Yeah, and, and he, he's, he's getting the, the moving company to come and take it to yep. his place to put mm-hmm. it somewhere, which is, uh, yeah. you know, it's a decent move. Still, there's still stuff I hope that gets that's answered when Castellagy takes over about, like, why exactly he was, you know... Remember, he stirred up the crowd 
back at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, you know, that might get answered. It might be one of those dropped yeah. plot lines we never see. But given that we are continuing pretty directly with yeah. the company stuff and the terrible trio, I mean, sure. It's it's not out of the realms of possibility. So, I'll get my own terrible trio. This is one of them. And then uh, Firefly. Yes. You little menace. Um, no, I mean, I like the issue well enough. The, 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 the Batgirl stuff getting out of the tank was fun. Uh, the villains mm-hmm. were kind of enjoyable to deal with. Um, yeah, it's, it's basically just uh, on par for what the for the one's been doing. Uh, Pelletier's art still kind of. Yeah, there. I like it a lot more than you do. Yeah. Lot, lot well, of once dodgy mouths. I liked when uh, Shark hulked out. Mm-hmm. That that was well handled. I feel like Pelletier does do action very the, very well. The final so. page where like he's sort of in, on fire yeah. behind behind Babs, it looks really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. does look good. Um, all right, uh, Matt, we giving it. Nine eight, Connor. Yeah, eight. I'll give it a seven. All right. Uh, so that'll take us on to Justice League Dark issue eleven. James Tain in the fourth rating with Alvaro Martinez on the art. Take it away. So we've got two plot threads in this issue. We got all the stuff on Mirror, which is you know uh, all the magic users dealing with their deal that was presented to them by the, yeah. the Lords of Order. And then we've got Zatanna and Wonder Woman doing their thing. So, uh, which one do you want to start with, Matt? Well, let's start with Zatanna and and oh, yeah, uh, Diana. Sure. So and they're so... they're off to visit Mordru because right. they want uh, you know some some chaos to, to fight the Order. Right, and they find out that Mordru has been operating under their nose. He's yep. cre- <laughs> created a pub in the lobby of the Justice League headquarters, uh, the Hall of Justice. Yeah, Which, he's he's basically gone. Hey, those Harry Potter movies are cool. Let's do let's do the Leaky Cauldron. Yeah, and so no one is aware because of, of magic, right? Like yeah. it's he's been there the whole time. Although I love the idea of the Hall of Justice as this museum that's always open, people can go visit. Yeah, uh, and, but but they're not they're no alcoholic drinks because because no, Superman's Superman. a bit of a stickler. Yeah, yeah, which you know as a straight edge person, I I kind of appreciate, you yeah. know. But I also believe that Superman would be like, yeah, beer and wine's cool. You yeah, know, like don't overserve. Uh, they're like, you know, in the in the the, the private lounge or you know the private ca- yeah. cafeteria. Like, I'm sure he's allow that. So, and that's why I love the town's like, well, don't don't get this twisted. This isn't anything to do with you guys. This is all him. And I kind of love that Mordrew isn't necessarily the villain here. He's there, kind of is. This is the hero journey. This is the hard lesson. Yeah. And and he's just like, look. I, you have to have chaos for order to work, right? Yeah. You can't have one without the other. And that when everybody decided to to get involved with magic, he preferred chaos because it was messy. And... Yeah, his idea was magic is inherently chaotic because it yeah. just changes things at the, at the whim of, of some words. How right. can that be order? And basically you're just, you're just uh, redirecting the, the magic when it comes to chaos versus order when you're putting in spells and incantations and potions you're tying it down to something that is basically a ticking time bomb yeah. and that that was proved with with Naboo and the rest of the Lords of Order that once you get enough order it's not enough you have to wipe chaos out versus yeah. chaos is like sure there can be order because there needs something for us to bounce off of versus orders like well no if it's completely ordered We've won. Yeah. And so uh, the part that got me is when 
one, he silences Zatanna, knowing how powerful she is. Oh, and she just he just kind of takes away her mouth and leaves it like a... And, and her nose, so like she can't breathe. Yeah, it's horrible, she, isn't it? So, she, yeah, so she's suffering. Dana is weighing over her head. Because, like, yeah, she, she deals with mythological stuff, but not magic, you no, know? Not until recently. And, and, and the slapdown that, that Morju gives Diana. He's like, no, this is chaos. Yeah. This is... This isn't what you're looking for. You think that's what it is. And then he just kind of pieces out and he imbues the 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 ruby yeah. uh, with with chaos energy. Yeah. And, so um you know they pick it up and they become new lords of chaos. Uh, you know, the, the idea is Mordred, he was he was the only one left. He right. was the only lord of chaos. Right. And but now it's, uh Diana and Zatanna too. Well it's it's kind of very Star Wars in that versus the Sith and the Jedi, right? Whereas yeah. the Sith, there can only be two. Sure, and, yeah. And the Jedi get so blind into their mission that that's how they get taken out. And you kind of see that a little bit in these Lords of Order. Is they, uh, Mordru says it, they all put their essence in these magical artifacts so they could stay in control. They yeah. couldn't just let things be. And this is why it's a problem now. So I feel like by the end of this, the Helm of Fate won't necessarily have Naboo associated with it. Mm, maybe not, no. You know? Um, but then that that takes us to. Uh, to I just want to say before before we move yeah. on, I love what this run has been doing with the because now you know, we've done this with Mordred now we did it with right. with Cersei uh, you know in yeah. the the Witching Hour, yeah. it feels like it's setting up that all these villains yes they have their own agendas and they're doing arguably evil stuff, but they can often be reasoned with depending on what the purpose is and the, yeah. you know they're not just out to destroy everything they've got a, a specific agenda they want to fulfill. And I feel like okay now that's with, with when it was just Cersei, I'm like okay, that's one, but two two's a pattern now. Right. Well, because he even brings up Hecate, and what yeah. they had to do to her was out of necessity. It's so magic could thrive, they had to buy in Hecate. Right. You know, because... But it makes me feel like that's long term plans for the series is yeah. accepting that okay, maybe in the same way there's there's this balance between chaos mm-hmm. and order. Maybe there has to be some sort of balance right. with the villains and the heroes. Yeah. And that, that's, that's what I think that's where it's going. Because then you get into to Mira, they, they jump to this place called Kor. And and Kor is where the first Homo Magi lived. Yeah. And it's this place that is just inherently magical, but it's not imaginary. Not like not like Mira where or Mira where you know how did he put it? Like there's the veil that, you know, because it's imagined, the people are tied to that place. Yeah, so it, by taking away its power, it, it literally kind of vanishes. Uh, all the right. people just disappear. Um, and so, Bobo's sword loses all its magic, and it's just it's just a sword now. Yeah, and that's where the shock out of this one comes, is, like, they're getting ready to make the deal, and then all the people from Mira start, start just, like... I don't want to say vanishing, because it's not like... It's not like the snap, right, where they turn to ash. No, they it's more disintegrate. Like they they get like like piece holes by piece. in them. Yeah, yeah. it's and, and it's whatnot. like a block of you're know, like a block of cheddar cheese with all the holes yeah. in. You mean Swiss cheese? Swiss cheese. Yeah. Well, I mean, you get cheddar like that <laughs> yeah. here as well. Really? Uh, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Um yeah. So, anyways, they uh they start going, and and Bobo tries to use a sword, and that's where you find out from from Blue Devil, like, well, no, the the power. Came from yeah. Mira. That's so they're, just they're a setting, sword. Now. Setting up to fight, and then mm-hmm. you know, you know, you're like, all right, you know, your five minutes are up. What's what's mm-hmm. your choice? And something's like, oh, you're about to go. Oh, we'll never give in. 
And yep. Jason Blood just gets yep. up. Like, nope, we choose to live. Which, which again, that's that's to me, that's chaos, right? Because they're they're not all going in. That's where I feel like the power is going to come from, is the fact that they're going to make the choice that if if you are magical, you can take it and, and be forgotten. Yeah. Right. And but that's their choice, and um, the rest of them aren't, and they're going to stand and fight. And that's again when when Wonder Woman and Zatanna show up, I feel that's going to be the turning point. Mm. Is the fact that they've hey, they've made the decision to do it. Um, but but yeah, and they turn uh, Blue Devil into stone because he tries to fight the Lord yeah. of Order, and, yeah. and it seems hopeless. It but, is, yeah, yeah. But no, I like the the whole idea of core that this is the first place where where magic was born and where it was it was bound in there's there's so much magic in this place just inherently like you just can't get rid of it it's in the dna of the place yeah but it's very much a tangible because they bring up that that the lords of order are taking out all of these ancillary magical places and because it's cleaning up yeah because Um, there's too much magic and now it's it's gotten too out of control but this place is kind of safe which is cool yep Uh, so uh, I really like the issue, uh, obviously. Yeah. Uh, do you have a little yeah. bit of a pacing problem in that um, we kind of finish with the, the the mirror plot? You know that that you know Jason Blood going, "Oh, we choose to live," right? Is the last we see of them, and that's about halfway through, maybe just mm-hmm. over. Feels like there's quite a lot of okay. Now we're into to Wonder Woman and, and Zatanna. Yeah. Um, which is it's right. all good stuff. It's just uh, maybe could have been spread out a little bit more, um, right. just intercut a little bit Probably. neater. Yeah, because it felt like there were whole big chunks yeah. of it that were, instead of being like intercut. Yeah. Which I felt would have made the pacing ramp up. Um, yeah. But also, anytime I hear the the term chaos magic, I can't not think of flipping Grant Morrison. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. But but yeah, no, it was a. It's again, I, I really love this book. Because it, it's doing a lot of fun stuff. It is, and like I said this is how is this only eleven issues in? I mean, I know. Um, add you know a handful more for the well, and, and we really haven't dealt with the other kind in a while. So this whole chaos versus order stuff, I feel that plays right into the other kind too. Yeah, definitely. Because what, what do they represent? Like, are they chaos? Are they order? You know, like, will chaos magic be just as deadly to them as it would be to the you know, or will it amp them up? And this was all part of their plan. Yeah, we'll find out. I'm sure. But um, this is a, a great first year on the book. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, with the, I mean, there was a bit of a speed bump with the witching hour just because of I like, feel how it was handled. Uh, you're but, more of a pacing problem than anything in the story, yeah. though. Well, um, well, that's why I said a speed bump because yeah. like it, but we still got to where we needed. I think I think being stuff. more removed from it now and just thinking yeah. back, I like it more just because of you know all the the actual plot elements are in my head rather than the the pacing of the event itself. Yeah. Uh, so I like it in terms of the overall narrative. Yeah. All right. So so what's your rating it? Uh, I'll go with an eight point five. Yeah, I'll go with an eight. It was again a lot of fun. Art, art's still decent. Like it's uh, yeah. It was, Less it was standout right. moments in this issue, but uh, still solid throughout. Excellent. Cat, but because I had trouble, you've been good. You've been good. Oh, he's hitting the keyboard. No, don't be a shortcut for it. <laughs> don't be a shortcut for it. Cat, why are you picking the worst possible place to lie? All right. Um, that was just Lee Dark. And I'll take us on to Terrifics number 16 uh, with Gene Lin Yang rating Steven Segovia on the art. Matt, did you read this? 
I did. I got through it. Got just enough time. Got caught up. I got, I got caught up over the week. I also got caught up on Silencer. So, um, good. But yeah, uh, no Yang. Oh man, I miss Justice League of China. <laughs> the team dynamic is there. He automatically oh, yeah. has it. It doesn't miss to beat. But on this one, I love how he's dealing with Plastic Man as this lapsed Catholic that has all this guilt about being a lapsed Catholic. Mm. So. It, it just that cracks me up because he's like the key in this going forward. Even though it, you could have just done it with Mrs. Terrific, right? Because we know of, of her her stance on religion versus Mr. Terrific. But no, it's coming from you know an unlikely source. Yeah, so. uh, this issue has them still inside this sort of training program gone awry and and the stag building. And yep. people have got health bars above their heads. In fact, eventually they do, because just yep. when it seems like they've they've suffered through the initial thing with the uh, with the uh, well, there are only four plagues through the ten with the gnats. And that's that's the one they're dealing with at the start. It, uh, yep. Basically, it rewrites itself, and all of a sudden they're in like a fantasy setting, yep. and it's like the start of an RPG where they meet these two flies who sell them. I, uh, or try to sell them armor and weapons, so they get these like almost like digital like helmets and shields and swords and hammers and axes and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but then they don't want to pay because we didn't ask for these, so the flies right. fight them, and that is. What... And Mister Terrific actually, I mean, dies. No, doesn't really die, but dies in no. the in the video game as well. Yeah. Yep. And he he sees what basically the game's version of God is, which is this entity, yeah. this this orb thing, and he comes back because they actually buy an extra life for him. <laughs> so, <laughs> so which which then makes them thieves because they don't intend to actually give him. Well, it was not that they give him one of the cubes, but that's all the flies wanted because they want a Wi-Fi connection. So then, whatever this orb entity is can spread throughout the internet. I'm just going to call it Skynet. It's basically Skynet. <laughs> it is Skynet. And so it wants to go through throughout. And when they try to take it back, the, you know, that's when the problems come through now. Because um, it, it goes to, to spread out and take over the city. But the um, once, once they get the T-Cube back, it, 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 the, sorry, I got distractions coming from this side. Yeah, um, it, it redoes it right, so it traps him back in there. But uh, Plastic Man's son and Element Dog show back up, and they look like they're going to be a factor. Yes, both Metamorpho and Element Dog though get um, mouths that start speaking yeah. on their chests. Uh, worth mentioning that. Also worth mentioning uh, some fun moments early on with Plastic Man, uh, uh, Truck Plas, or whatever he calls himself. He basically becomes yeah. a big, a big semi, big rig. Yeah, big rig. Uh, it drives them all to safety at the start of the start of the issue. I thought that was pretty fun. I also, when they're dealing yeah. with the flies, he turns into a giant fly swatter as well, which I also uh, ah, get away. And there, there's a fun little seed there where they talk about you know when when flies land on you, they poop, right? Hmm. And he, uh, Miss Terrific, goes, actually no, they vomit. And he's like, that doesn't make it any better. And then so when when Mr. Terrific gets hit, it's it's fly vomit that is what's doing it. So it was almost, you know, and Yang, Yang gets the team dynamic so well. Here. No, it really does. Um, because all, all the inter- there was at one point, uh, like 
uh, Linya has to like you know get get the T sphere up to the thing to like destroy the gnats, and she does, and there's just there's like a, there's like a high five moment with Plastic Man after it. Yeah, but it's just it's a really sweet little moment. Yeah, uh, it just does and that. there's a little bit a little bit of something going on between Linya and Plastic Man's son. Yeah, he, he brings that up. Yeah, but he, sp- he points out that it's not like because because the dog basically implies that it's like uh, oh she's into you and he's like no nah, a girl's yeah. been to me before I know what that looks like this is something yeah. different this is this is something else like she's seen yeah like she's seen me before somewhere yeah. else kind of vibe but I but I like that I like that he's he's become more of a factor in here like he just didn't just go away yeah same with Element Dog I'm I'm glad they showed back up but yeah. Um, and and we get the herald shows back up, and it you know to take them to who's really pulling these strings, right? And it turns out to be King Stag. Yes, which given that we're seeing the real Stag outside with his daughter being angry that everyone's going on, yeah. I'm, I'm sure this yeah. is just a digital version of Stag. Yep. Mm-hmm. Maybe his which, ego which, got so big that he created an AI that's based on him, and this is what's yep. happening. <laughs> right. Oh, and it fits into the to the line of the the dungeon crawl game, right? That they have to face the king at the end. Mm. So, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. I'm glad I got caught up. They've got some more plagues to go though. They're not they're not done with the plagues. They do. They're they're not even half done yet. Um, well, because they they asked what the fifth one is. It was diseased livestock. So yes. like, oh boy, can't wait to see what this is. <laughs> so, and when we get to the tenth. That's the worst one, right? That's the firstborn. You know, the death of the, the firstborn. Is that, is that how Plastic Man's son comes into it? I hope not. That'd be terrible. <laughs> that would be really dark, actually. It would be. Yeah. Um, no, that book's super fun. Uh, it typically, always is. Um, no, I, I, I love that they've kept Mrs. Terrific around. They've kept Plastic Man's son. I like that the, the cast has expanded. Yep. Yeah, but the core banner's still there. So, no, good stuff. What are you yeah. giving it, Matt? I'm giving it an eight. Yeah, so eight, yeah. eight out of ten. I'll, I'll agree with that. Yeah. Uh, so that'll take us on to the Silencer issue seventeen. Dan Abnett writing with V. Kenneth Marion on the art, uh, and this is the penultimate issue because issue eighteen is going to be the final yeah. one. And we ended last time with Silencer coming home in, in costume. Her, your know, husband yeah. and kid don't know it's her. Uh, but we have smoke shows up, and we have this giant fight take place in the house. Uh, with the husband and kid kind of nearby and like just out of danger's way and just you know ducking and diving and that kind of thing and 90% of this issue is just action it is and a a lot of your quietest is trying to warn her you know Talia's on the way that there's you know she's sending squads after you because she doesn't believe you good severed head the memory wipe is taken all that (laughs) kind of thing you can do it as far as severed head goes you can do a lot worse Yeah. yeah yeah Uh, so I mean I think, I think one of the things that I like about this book a lot when it gets to the action is how it uses the mechanics and while the origin of Smoke was a bit convoluted it's actually really neat that we have something where where Honor's power actually disrupts her power it disrupts Smoke's power yeah. but it has yeah. to be within a certain range so a lot of the, the fighting in this issue a lot of it's about tactics of getting close to her to make sure she can't like well, turn into Smoke and again and she's sending a field yeah of it too because there's little zones that overlap to yeah. where she can go which she figured out in the last issue which i really liked yeah yeah you know because uh, one of my favorite things as well at the end when she finally kind of wins the fight uh smokes p- try to pick up a gun to shoot her and she's like well you have to be holy to pick up the gun which means i can hit you yeah. uh 
and that's a neat moment as well so i really, I really liked all that stuff um yeah. if i if i have any critiques it's like i kind of wanted the family to find out that it's her and they don't i i suspect yeah. we still get that next issue because yeah. she pulls this elaborate thing where she gets the other guys to like come back and say yeah, yeah your, your wife witnessed something she was in danger so we had to keep her hidden in secret and you know the, the issue ends with her coming through the door and you know yeah. as far as they're concerned this is this is the first yeah. time they know she's alive yeah. I, I suspect next issue, the, the final issue, is Talia showing up. And um, telling them, yeah, to try yeah. and break up the family. Because we, like I said, we, we knew Talia was on her way, right? You know, sending squads. Yeah. I think that's how we end this this uh, this book mm-hmm. now, is, uh, is with the, the confrontation with Talia and, and coming out with the family. If Sansa shows up in Levi- Leviathan, oh, I'm going to lose my mind. Oh, she should. That'd be totally cool. That'd be totally cool. Because so far, she's really only shown up in, in Nightwing, you know, under Percy. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'd like to see, I'd like to see uh, her show up more. And on Keeping the it. rough television show Arrow. Yeah. Sure. I'm glad that, that, that she's a bit of a surprise hit of a character. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I like the character a lot. Uh, and I'm going to do, do what, I think I know what it's going to say. Yeah. yeah. As a slight spoiler here for, uh, for one of the, the finales of one of the CW shows, if, if, you, if you're concerned about CW spoilers for uh, the TV shows, uh, just skip ahead like 30 seconds. But uh, yeah, Matt, um, Supergirl's teasing Leviathan for next season. Okay. That's kind of weird, right? <laughs> like... A little bit. I mean, <laughs> sure. Well, I, have, I have no idea what's going on in Supergirl at this point. This is I... disconnected to everything else. It's just like a okay. post-season gotcha. tease. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's okay. um, You'll like the Lex stuff, at least, if you do catch up on Supergirl. Yeah, I'll, I'll get caught up, but um, I just... I, I saw you on Twitter talking about Red Kara and Comrade mm-hmm. Kara. Like, I no idea what the hell's going on there. Yeah, just so, just cut your losses with Flash. Just leave that behind. Yeah? You don't need yeah. to. Yeah. It's terrible. The finale was absolute garbage. No. Absolute garbage. Um, yeah, it's terrible. Just all, all you really need to be watching is Doom Patrol and Legends. Yeah. <laughs> I met with my friend from Seattle on Monday, and he goes, you need to watch Doom Patrol. And I was like, you need to shut it. And I, oh, I'm tired of people telling me this. And he well, goes, you need to you listen know, to people. Yeah, that's what he said. He goes, you know what would make people stop telling you that? And he just watched it. Let me just do it. <laughs> it's so good. No. Um, but, hey, okay, so, so excess on Flash, all right? Yeah, do you want spoilers here for a minute before we? Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's go spoilers, guys. Here, all right. Let's spoilers stop. for season five of the Flash. If you're not caught up, skip ahead a minute There's... or two. <laughs> Just skip to does the next that... book in yes. the timestamps. Does that? Does that? Uh, does that have any payoff? Is there any Legion stuff? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to know. That's all. I... That's what I was holding on hope to. No, no, no. Uh, I will say you will see her fade away like the end of Infinity War in the finale, though, if you really want to catch up. Damn. The, the timeline changes. No, she fades away. Yeah, she's gone. She's gone? Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, well, she, damn. She did not think it was boring and pointless. Yeah. Well, that's what I started to feel after that one, is, that one where she kept trying to go back through time. That's the last oh, that was I funny. watched. Yeah. That was not well, because funny about kept... being that time. Yeah, well, it was it was almost like uh, "Live Die Repeat" slash uh, what was the other name? Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, uh, a little bit like that. But um, yeah, so no, no Legion showing up. No, so that was that was a waste of a character. Not even a hint. Yep. Oh man, Nothing. so angry. 
Nothing. Well, that does save me time from having to catch up on Flash. So yeah, which you can do uh, to I watch Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol or Legends. Maybe Legends might ease them into it though. Legends is maybe a more palpable yeah. show from that. It is, yeah, and um, I oh, such an amazing ending for the season. Yeah, so, I mean, just skip season one. No, just start with season two. Yeah, yeah. That's Although I'll probably watch There was that one joke in in, in this last. Admittedly, that one, one that one it. joke in the finale was hilarious because we'd suffered through season one, and they know we suffered through it, so they're poking fun at it. But you know, yeah, as well as check out television from the multiverse, where me and Connor talk about DC TV shows every week in depth. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um. So. Oh yeah, we were in silence. <laughs> That's what we're talking about. <laughs> Me? Yeah, you, Matt. Uh, seven point five. Cool, Carter. I I agree with that. Seven point five. And I go salty. I really like this one. Uh. So that'll take us on to Dial H for Hero issue thirteen. It's the three rather issue three, <laughs> not thirty. Pete's losing it. Issue three. It's issue three. <laughs> oh. Um Sam Humphrey's writing, Joe coming on is on the art. Um And this issue interests a bunch of things. I like that it's from Summer's perspective, uh mainly. This issue is about Summer and yeah. her sort of poor upbringing with her mother. Her mother was this like, you know, beauty pageant obsessed, like awful person. And yeah. That's why she always wants to run away, and they're tracking down the cop who stole the phone. And Miguel's kind of like nervous about it. He's like, maybe we should just turn back. He's the track. There's a really funny kind of montage in Central City where they want to talk to the Flash for help, so they keep trying to do these petty little crimes just to attract the Flash. Yeah, but they're, they're... she pretends to be the the mirror madam. Yes, the mirror madam, and then they try and like steal like beer from a store. But the clerk's like, it's root beer, it's not even booze. It's like, oh, underage drinking, oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's very delightful. And then, ultimately, though, the the cop does use the, the, the dial and becomes this weird psychedelic, make everyone like think of happy memories, nostalgia. It, um, this is basically delirium uh, from, from Sandman. Sure, I'll... I'll, I'll... Uh, it, it complete with all the 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 the, the font and the, the text you know it, it really reminded me of that yeah i will say the one thing i didn't like about this issue is the stupid double page layout which was uh vertical i did not enjoy those ever oh as ever. soon as we got to that i was like oh pete hates this i know how much he hates this and it was cracking me up it was Just... worse is every time i try to put on screen lock in my tablet i always ex- accidentally click one of the pages and it sends me back like five pages and i'm just pissed I'm just pissed at the, the, the audacity. Anyway, um, so, but then then Summer actually sees the phone and, and grabs the dial and dials herself and she becomes this kind of punky rocket in her back kind of teenage with attitude Lobo character. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's just smacking everyone with a guitar. Yeah, so she's got a guitar that she's using as a weapon and she's got like a, a rocket in her back. Okay, so she's Elias. That's good. <laughs> yes. More likable, Matt. More likable. Well, I don't know about you, but Elias has been way likable lately. So, uh, Connor, just know that WWE stands for a walk with Elias. And you're good. Right, okay. Um, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we, we basically... 
we hear like the, the person on the phone that's been talking to everyone and you know oh, the, the, the thunderbolt club's coming blah 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 uh, it turns out it's the original because there's a flashback at the start and then it's revealed at the end that it's uh, the person on the phone inside the hero verse is uh the original dialect for hero character uh uh, whose name I am now forgetting. Robbie Reed. Robbie Reed, thank you. I was going to say Danny Reed. I was like, nah, that's not quite right. Robbie Reed. Uh, that, that's yeah. real close to Robbie Raymond. Ronnie Raymond. Robbie Reed, Ronnie Raymond. They had issues in the 80s. I don't know. It's whatever. It's whatever. Um, now this issue was funny. It maybe went a bit too far with psychedelic stuff. There was a couple of pages that were weird. But I, what, what I will say I liked uh, is when Summer used the dial, the art style changing again uh, to this kind of washed out like eighties comic. I really appreciated. Yeah. I I I've loved how versatile the art is uh, in this. And while you may not like every style that it does, um, like you know, Pete, you you said this, you weren't as into the psychedelic stuff. Um, I, I appreciate just how different it is and how, you know, the the one artist is pulling this off every issue. You know, like three issues in, we must have gone through like eight or nine different styles of art now um, from the one artist. And all of them are as well rendered as the other. Uh, you know, Whether you like them as much or not, it's kind of just personal taste. But I think they are all very well done um, for what they're meant to be. It's very playful. It's very inventive. Um, you know, we're halfway through the six issue book now. Uh, we may get an all one season two of 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 uh, Wonder Comics. I would Comics. hope so. Um, but I mean, we'll see where this ends first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They could all be dead at the end. Uh, let me know if one of them ever exclaims "Saka McGee." Uh, Robert Reed did. He did. Yeah, right. at the start of this issue, you know, uh, he does it because it's the flashback, and then it's it's the final word of the issue as well with him, you know, revealing okay. that he's the the guy on the phone. Because I just pulled it up to see when Dial H was created, and it was in the late sixties, so. I thought it was an 80s thing, but it's, it's no, it's even farther back. Yeah, I've, I've so. got checked, so many people in the comments don't have to correct you with, yeah, it's like, actually. Yeah, no, I try to, I try to do that when I can, so. Yes. Um, no, I don't corroborate anything, I just throw things out there, hope for the best. Uh, <laughs> See what sticks. Um, no, no, I'm still, still digging the book. Um, and <laughs> Hold on. It, oh, I'm looking at all the old hero forms, <laughs> and one of them is named Magneto. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's pretty funny. Um, I will say, I, I think I like this issue focusing on Summer, because I think I actually like her a little bit more as a character between the two. Uh, I think it's I'm a little conflicted. I think she's the more interesting character, um, but I think I preferred it from his perspective and her being a little bit more enigmatic and kind of having mm. that bit more attitude. It's um, kind of it's, it's interesting though because obviously he like feels the call of the dial when it's used. Well, now she'll feel it as well. They'll, they'll both have this. this yeah, I, to I it like now. that they've both used it now, and that uh, it kind of makes her a more equal part of the book. Yeah. No, I like that because you know our so, backstory was interesting, and you know, like our mother locked her in a, a, a closet for like you know hours, and then she's like, "No, I knew you were going to do this," so she has like a crowbar <laughs> like ready. In yeah, there. yeah, yeah. So she stuck it in there for next time. Yeah. yeah. So, so she became Lolo Kick You. Yes. Yeah. That was the name. Yes, Lolo Kick You. <laughs> uh, Miguel wakes up and they're still in the truck, but she's still Lolo Kick You. It's like, what the hell, Summer? It's like, well, it's Lolo Kick You. At least until the power wears off. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, no. Oh, no, I'm enjoying Dial H for Hero. I'm enjoying that. We, yeah, we, we, we give it a car. Uh, I'm going give to give it an 8. I will also give it an 8. There you go. Happy days. Uh, which leads us to the final book of the week, uh, which is Freedom Fighters, issue 6, Robert Vendetti writing with Eddie Barrows on the art. Uh, Matt definitely read this. Carl, did, oh, did, I definitely read this. Are you behind in this? Yeah, I've been behind since before you were behind. Before I was behind, Damn. yes. Yes, I, I want to catch up on this, but I keep not having time. Get, now, admittedly, up. admittedly, um, I'm kind of doing it to myself a little bit because I keep just reading all my books on a Saturday before we record, which is not a, a good time oh, to be squeezing in extra issues. I, I wish I had that luxury. But uh, no, Matt, so tell us about Freedom Fighters, issue six. So, so Overman has entered the game and oh. um, yeah, he's, he's Nazi Superman. And you see that he landed on Earth in 1939, but not in Smallville, Kansas, right in the middle of Nazi-occupied Germany. And uh, he becomes the, he becomes the ultimate weapon in why the Nazis are basically able to win. So um, you but, could say that he's the last Reich of Krypton. <laughs> yeah, the last Reich of Krypton. Um, but this is where it gets a little bit interesting. Is like he he has some some doubts over this and you know it's what kind of leads to uncle sam and the freedom fighters being able to fight them so effectively um is he you know he doesn't necessarily think like you know during world war ii that's one thing but once you've conquered it's a little bit different so um it kind of instills that's why they were able to to have these heroes occupy the u.s and whatnot and um it, it ties into multiversity to where the the death of Overgirl leads Overman to leave Earth. But, you know, the Razzis still need their Overman. So they started doing tests and experiments and they ended up making one work on a uh, one Heinrich Henshaw and we end up with Cyborg, Cyborg Overman. Um, I got way too excited <laughs> on this. Um because basically what happens is Overman comes and attacks and, and the Fuhrer, um, you know, Adolf two. Yes, Junior. Uh, yeah, he, he he's like, I don't want to do this because this is, you know, holding your super weapon, you know, that you, you use as a deterrent. You don't actually use it. But his, his son and his advisor are like, yeah, but we're going to start losing the U.S. if we let the Freedom Fighters go. So just do it. And he's like, well... His son's like, well, don't have him do it too much because I want people to torture. So when they unleash him, the Freedom Fighters start, start fighting him back and he just starts going through them. And you're like, oh, man, is this Superman like that hardcore? And you find out that they've had him in this chamber, which they, they showed in the last issue, just being shown Nazi propaganda through this whole time. So it's almost you get this vibe like the more he's been sitting there just absorbing the the energy the more powerful he's become and it's almost made him demented and he starts fighting and uh human bomb ends up taking off his his helmet and they teleport the the rest of the freedom fighters out with uncle sam and he just lets the the cyborg have him that's right so you find out that he is a cyborg and uh, they see it before they teleport out, and they're like, oh, okay, well, we know we're not fighting the real Overman, so this makes it a little bit more um, 
and yeah, but that's basically the issue. It's basically a fight between the the Freedom Fighters and Overman, where he tears through them all before they can get out. And it looks like maybe Human Bomb didn't make it quite out, um, but it's kind of up in the air where this where this leaves. But we also get Uncle Sam uh, being introduced to this new generation of Freedom Fighters, and the only one he recognizes is Doll Woman, uh, who you know is the wife of the original Doll Man. And that they, he brings up the where it tied into multiversity, where they try to bring Uncle Sam back that one time, but it cost them the Ray and Phantom Woman. And so this ties directly into that continuity. So I'm curious to see where this is going, because now suddenly multiversity is being tied into with, with alternate Earths and whatnot, you know. And then what we see, that's what's making me want to check out the Green Lantern. And this is why I'm such a, a nerd for continuity, is that it looks like it's tying into multiversity. And so, yeah. Oh man, a lot of fun. I had no idea we were going to be getting cyborg, cyborg Overman, <laughs> and that, and they did the thing that you kind of want to see in one of these things, where they just, you know, uh, turn the name from from Henry from Hank Henshaw to Heinrich, you know, Heinrich, <laughs> Heinrich H Henshaw, so becomes a cyborg Overman. Who we? Yeah, we give it up. Yeah. I'm giving this an eight point five. I'm really digging the series. And once they teased Overman, and I didn't really think they're going to get into multiversity because I thought that was interesting because leave it to Morrison to kind of humanize Nazi Superman and have him be upset over his, his like, I think she was the clone. She was a female clone of him. Mm. That's how they, they use that. But he just leaves that Earth. Um, but here, they, they got to have the cake and eat it too. And, he, you know... I'm sure it's not the last we'll see of them. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, that wraps up the books and takes us on to the section of the show where we pick our favorite stuff of the week. We do our top panel slash moment, top art, top uh, cover, and top five books of the week. So, Matt, what is your favorite panel slash moment from the week? Um, hmm. I got I to gotta think. Was it from Wonder Woman? Yeah, I'll steal this. This is probably someone else's. But when you see the Colossus for the first time mm-hmm. with Maggie and the sword, that was a pretty holy shit moment. So that was a good one. Yeah, Connor? Um, mine's also from Wonder Woman. That was actually one of my options. So I'm not yeah. too annoyed because my other option was, was just oh, as wait. good. I, I jumped ahead. No, it's... it's the you, you have, it's, it's Cyborg Overman. I just talked about it. <laughs> It's when you find out that he's a cyborg. You're like, what the hell? And his skin's just melting off because the human bomb went off on him. That's mine. So go ahead. Sorry, Connor. That's, that's fine. Um, yeah. Mine's the uh, the title page for Wonder Woman yeah. where Atlantiades kind of, you know, unleashes the power and, you know, you got yeah. a blind light, the, the circle border at the top as well. I, I just love that page. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, my number one moment of the week it's probably from wonder woman as well but it's probably when maggie thinks she's about to hit it with a sword but it's actually a wonder woman that big full splash of uh, yeah that's great i like that i thought you were gonna say the delivery of of the arkham knight uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey that may be the most memorable moment of the week <laughs> yeah yeah uh, i would agree with that <laughs> um but yeah uh, so that'll take the best cover matt what do you have for best cover mm, i had to go back and look uh, on a lot of these. Yeah, I'm having a look at some variants just now, just to yeah. see. Um, <sighs> I've got mine if you want me to jump in, Matt. Yeah, go, go ahead. 
Yeah, I'm going with the regular Batgirl cover, uh, the Manipal one. I really like uh, the way it plays with the colors. Oh, yeah, I have mine. I just saw it. it it's the, it's the Manipal Action Comics, which which my shop did not have. Mm. That's uh, extremely very nice. Upset. Yes. Uh, I'm going to go with the Batgirl variant because Middleton. <laughs> uh, of course you are. Oh, it's beautiful. Uh, he is like a self parody. I am. Yeah. I am. I like what I like. All right. Well, I mean, we both picked Manipal, Connor. So exactly. Yeah. Shut at the period. Worship at the altar of Manipal. All right. I mean, I'll be honest. I don't think it was that strong a week for covers. No. Sure. Sure. Uh, all right. Top art of the week then, though, Matt. How's the Monaco? Easy. One All right. Yeah. Same. Uh, I'm going to on uh on action. I can see what Matt's saying. I mean, saying the action about... sequences look good, but Jimmy killed it for me. I can see what Matt's saying about Jimmy, but I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't take me out of it, him being a bit younger looking. He still looks like a human being, though, which is unlike some other artists when they mess up faces. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> sure. Um, uh, Pelletier, for example, uh, is one such, one such artist. Um... All right, well, we answered that, didn't we? Yeah, uh, top five books of the week there. Uh, Matt, where are you going? Uh, number one is Freedom Fighters. Number two is Wonder Woman. Number three, let me pull up the rest of these. Um, <laughs> number three is Justice League Dark. Number four is Action Comics. And number five is Batgirl. Okay. Uh, Connor? Um, one is Wonder Woman. Two, Justice League Dark. Three, Batgirl. Four dial H, five silencer. My number one is action comics. But number no, no, you know what? No, it's not. Number one is silencer. Number two is action comics. Number three is Wonder Woman. Number four is dial H, and number five is detective. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> number five. Uh-huh. <laughs> number five is uh, terrifics. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, there's, uh, there's a top five of the week, and I did ask very last minute on the twitters for, for of course you did our good listeners, <laughs> uh, their favorites. Luckily, they pulled through. And for the record, I asked this like right before I called you guys on Skype. Yes, because you're a terrible person. Shut up. Uh, so where are we here? So uh, I've got a few. Uh, at t t underscore van for eight absolutely got to be action comics bendis is killing it on that book we're getting to see lois clark and jimmy all getting to shine in their own ways also those opening pages with maggie sawyer and kate spencer were great there you mm-hmm. go uh we got a straight the flash 71 from the uh oh he's he's ton he's he's at set uh, his name's too long at Stuon. that's yeah. the one uh, <laughs> okay uh, just flashed over to very very clear there uh, talking Superman because he has to be mentioned again uh, I want to say action but Silencer really blew me away it's very cinematic feeling title uh, oh we're in agreement because that was my number one too um, oh causing problems and then from at uh, Sentry is Void uh, the name being the Sentry and the Void talk that's a very specific yeah. fandom I, I, I mean I don't necessarily care for them but I approve of how specific that is and how niche you are. Uh, Silencer, nothing top Silencer for me unless Hawkman is out the same week. So, <laughs> there you go. I approve of the Hawkman love. Yeah. There you yeah. go. That's the uh, So, yeah, if you want to follow us at DC Comics Podcast, uh, you can answer that question every week. And occasionally we'll even ask for questions that we'll answer on the show. Uh, so, you can do that too. Um, 
so yeah, uh, so this is the part of the show where I tell you what's coming next week, which is kind of a weird week. Yes, yeah, uh, a hodgepodge week five. So week five, of course, uh, which is always always fun. So we have some big stuff, of course. We have Doomsday Clock issue ten, and we have Heroes in Crisis mm. issue nine, and we we did push Heroes in Crisis issue nine. I say we, I mean DC. Push Heroes in Crisis, uh, because something in it at least thematically links with Doomsday Clock 10. Uh, Typically we do Doomsday Clock first and make that the main event. Once we've read them, we might change our minds and put Heroes in Crisis first, depending on if they do remotely affect each other. So, do we think that Doomsday Clock influences Heroes in Crisis, or Heroes in Crisis influences Doomsday Clock? No. (laughs) I I'm reading Doomsday Clock first, so... Yeah, like, as a will I. I care about Doomsday Clock yeah. way more. Um, but, I mean, I, I guess the hope is is that Doomsday Clock somehow reveals that the Wally I, we think yeah, is Wally is not it's Wally. It's possible that it undoes the Wally stuff. Yeah. And, and that's fine, because I can read that, and that's what I'm hoping for anyways. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping so, for. So, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but that, if that wasn't big enough, we have the... the, the was it 80-page or whatever it is? Uh, Superman Levine, Leviathan uh-huh. Rising Special Issue 1, uh, which me and Matt will definitely be reading. I think Connor's still reading the Lois and Jimmy parts, right? Um, I expect I will, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we got Batman Last Night on Earth, which I am staying far away from, but... Uh, no, no, I'll be there. You've been there, okay. Two, I'll two, be there with you, Matt. Two of you'll you can't there. miss the end of Snyder and, and Capullo's story no. now. No. Oh, I can. three issues. Oh, I can. I'm good. Uh, there is Dogs Days of Su- Dog Days of Summer, which is one of their anthology books. We probably won't touch upon that uh, just no. because of how big the other stuff is. Are there is. any interesting but... teams? Oh, G. Willow Wilson, Joshua Williamson, Mariko Tamaki. Back cow. Some names Cedric's on, there. on the art in there. Hey, if you guys want to read it, you, you, you guys should I mean, I probably it. won't. I never read any of these things. <laughs> I don't have time. Some, some yeah. interesting no, I... teams for those that are, that might be interested. Uh, and then we have Detective. I love Co- that cover, though. We have Detective Comics Annual Issue Two as well. Uh, so hopefully it's better than this week's issue. Well, <laughs> stand I'll probably jump things, into this because so. it's a black case book story. Okay. So um, I'll 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 be reading that one. All right. Okay. Uh, also out is Catwoman Annual Issue One, although I don't believe any of us will be uh, looking at that. So. Um, that's what's out next week. Uh, it's also worth mentioning that next week, uh, me and Connor will have some Patreon picks to do as well, um, which would have traditionally been done, done on elsewhere, but elsewhere, unfortunately, is coming to an end. Uh, so there's some Patreon picks for some X-Men books, which will be on comics from the multiverse now. I mean, we never really specified that they had to be DC books, so... <laughs> I mean, no, that's I'm fine. just laughing that also is coming to an end, like there's a crisis or something. There's a crisis, yes, there's a crisis. Um, and I was toying with the idea of having like a casual chat at the end of the start of episodes, just called call that elsewhere, where if any of us have read books from other companies we want to mention and champion, which we do from time to time anyway, admittedly, but just, just give it a bit more structure. Yeah, yeah, give it more of an official uh, segment. Uh, I'm I'm reading a lot of War of the Realms. I'm, I'm okay to talk to, well, to you about War of the Realms, Matt. Not, 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 I didn't not say right ago. now. I didn't say right I, now. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, <laughs> be prepared, people, if this becomes a thing, until War of the Realms is done. Look, I didn't uh, read everything that I had to read from the past week, but I did read Daredevil and Immortal Hulk, and they were both very good, so I'll just say that. Daredevil is... Do you know what I will say about Daredevil? This issue one of this, I was very trepidatious about a certain plot point, and mm-hmm. I was not 
super enthused about where I assumed it was going to go because yes, it's the, where these the, stories always yeah, go. The ending of issue five did the exact opposite of what you were worried about. I no, it did, and uh, yo, hands up. I'm really happy about it because, in my defense, it is what usually happens in these stories, and I'm so glad it didn't. Ma, ma, I was ma, ma, I'm Murdoch so happy to be wrong. Made a choice and is living with what was what it was proposed yeah. that he did, and yeah. that's all I'll we'll say uh, with those poems. Very happy about that. <laughs> uh, no, 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 it was, it was very good. Um, so, now, nah, so we'll probably make that an official segment starting next week, uh, and we'll talk about whatever books we we read from elsewhere. Uh, not as in depth and in detail as we do the DC books, but more of a casual, like ten minute chat, just kind of uh, rounding Thor them up. Talk. Yeah, Matt will yeah. want to talk about Thor. Um, I'll be talking about Buffy and Angel and Firefly because. Okay, I'm not making this deal with the devil. Monkey paw. I'm on to you. Follow, follow. If you do want Marvel recommendations, I would say my favorite books from Marvel right now are Daredevil, Captain America. Uh, I would say X twenty three, but that's like ending in one issue. I like I like Immortal Hulk, Cap. Immortal Hulk. There you go. That's a good yeah. one. Uh, Thor, of course. There's something else. Some of my favorites are coming to an end, though. Or have just ended. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because West Coast Avengers ended. and um... Mr. and Miss Sex is ending. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is unfortunate. But, hey. From the neighborhood Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, the, the Taylor yeah, book. Yeah. yeah. Um, how dare we forget. How dare we. Yeah. How dare we. Uh, so, look forward to that. And Avengers. if nothing else, I mean, the one upside to this is that it gives Matt a chance to voice an opinion on some other books uh so that is uh that has been episode 156 of comics from the multiverse uh which hopefully you enjoyed and we'll we'll uh and and, and that's three years of this shit now yeah because yeah we started with rebirth this has been three years of uh we're we're sorry <laughs> it actually actually is uh one fi- no no hon what's the actual yeah. no- one five six is. Oh, you're right. Now yeah, one five six. That's three fifty twos. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Plus some <laughs> annuals. That's three fifty twos. That's three fifty twos. That was very. Uh, um, uh, something that would show up in the Taika Waititi. <laughs> right I can see it. Right. Yeah, but less New Zealand or more Scottish, I guess. <laughs> No, I know, but I just the the cadence of that. The, <laughs> what's his name? He was on Fight of the Concords. He was the werewolf in uh, in what we do in the shadows. Reese Darby. That's very much one of his things. Oh, is it? Is this the guy who was in that one episode of X Files? And that's season it ten. Is, yeah. yeah, I liked him a lot. Yeah, yeah he's, he's a good. Yeah. He's a good. He's, he's a funny so guy. Funny. He is. God. Oh, he did this man. bit one time on a podcast I listened to about this the the tall poppies syndrome of New Zealand. Or if you get too famous, they want to cut you down. So he's like, hey, what are you doing? Stop being famous. Okay? Just stop it. Joe, jo, jo, hey. jo, the, the New Zealand accent is so soft and pleasant, mm-hmm. right, and friendly that I can't imagine there being like a serial killer in a, like a New Zealand. Like, I, I can't imagine it. Yeah. I can't imagine yeah. this this vicious serial killer like slitting people's throats and hey. then being like, yeah. yeah, I'm going to slit your throat. Like, I, I can do the accent. Yeah. But, you know, hey. like... <laughs> But I'm, I'm, imagine Tika Matiti saying that. Like I can't. Yes. I can't. Yeah, it's it's Korg. Just imagine Korg from from Thor. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it is. You know, it very is very soft spoken, but a big it's, guy. It's nice Australian. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's a more pleasant, softer Australian. It's, it's kind of like how uh, Minnesota is a really friendly version of Canadian. 
And Canada's already friendly. Canadian is a much friendlier version of Minnesotan, I think you meant to say. No, Minnesota sounds way more soft and, like, no, silly. Minnesota is a... Yeah, go watch Fargo. <laughs> I've seen yeah, Fargo. That's, that's very extremely much. soft. Yeah, that's soft on Canada. It's uh, like Canada's accent turned up to like fifteen. Because some some accents are really harsh, you know, like you know you're talking you know Russian, German, right? That they're, they're hard and, and sharp. Yeah. And then you have soft ones like you know, Minnesota and uh, Welsh, for example. Well, yeah, quite, Minnesota's quite like that because of the the Norse influence up there. With the, the, the Nordic dialects that tend to be very soft. <laughs> what, what are we doing? We're back into etymology. We can't do this. We've got to close the show. <laughs> by, what uh, tangent to go on? Pete started this. Uh, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think we need a, a language section on this show. <laughs> <laughs> 352s. 352s. Oh, dear. Oh, all right. Um... That's uh, <laughs> that's big comments from the multiverse. Thank you very much, uh, for watching. Unless I always appreciate it. Uh, and I should oh, I should plug the uh, the other things. The uh, yeah. So if you if you want to like and subscribe and comment, let us know what you thought of the books in the you know, the comments below. If you want to support the audio version specifically, you know on iTunes or wherever, give us a review and tell us how much you like it. It helps the show reach other people who might enjoy it and so on and so on. Recommend us to your friends or or your mortal enemies, whatever one makes more sense. Uh, you can also support us financially by going to patreon.com slash TV where you can support us for as little as a dollar per month. And at the five dollar tier, you get a bonus episode once a month uh, with me and Connor talking about a trade or a graphic novel. The last episode, of course, was about uh, Teen Titans Earth 1, Volume 1. And I can tell you that the next episode... Uh, will be about Green Lantern uh, sec- Sector 2814 Volume 2, yes. uh, which we did Volume 1 like a year, year and a half ago, so we're returning to that series for the next chunk of Hal Jordan, or it's not even Hal Jordan because he, he, well, it's, I don't want to spoil uh, it. Yeah, we're at John Stewart, aren't we? Yeah, we're moving on yeah. to John Stewart. Uh, so it's from that that period of Green Lantern history, so uh, look did, forward to that. Didn't you guys do Mosaic at 1.2? No. Or no? No, no, no Mosaic. But yeah, that is us. So thank you once again for watching and listening. I always appreciate it. Keep reading DC Comics, guys, and remember to never get lost in the Speed Force.